The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Some men you just can't reach. I don't like it any more than you men. Welcome to Goy Fire. I'm Alex Linder, and I will be sitting in for uh, Aegis, who's on the road this week. And we're going to bring you a discussion, as we always do, of some current events uh, related to your white future and uh, to VNN, which covers your white future since uh, August of uh, 2000. With me today are Craig Cobb, our veteran investigative journalist and uh, globetrotter. Also, we have... Jeff Beck, who you will know from his show, The Truth is No Defense, and uh, downloads of which, of course, you can find at GoVNN.com, our home site, and also at VNNForum.com with 5,400 members in which we encourage you to join. And finally, we've got uh, sitting in today Stan, who is our engineer and who records all these shows and makes sure that you can hear them. And we're going to be discussing a number of things, but top of the agenda is the jailing of Tom Winicki, who is a Canadian who made comments on VNN Forum and who has been thrown in jail because the Jews who dictate to Canada don't like the contents of those uh, postings. And they call them hate, and they say they're illegal, and uh, he refused to knuckle under their pressure, and they've uh, subsequently thrown him in jail. One of the guys who went after him, uh, Richard Warman, is now parading around Canada as some sort of a hero. Craig, Jeff, Stan, have any of you uh, thought about this and what this, uh, what this means? Well, Dr. Pierce said, and we've talked about it before, that the aim of the Jews internationally in, is to shut down the First Amendment in the United States. Uh, and they may well accomplish that. Of course, Canada's essentially just an arm of the United States. Economically, their economy is, I think, a tenth as big. Uh, but uh, for them to have led this, the Jews in Toronto and Montreal have uh, done a superb job of, of jailing a guy who just uh, actually wasn't even jailed for what he said. He was jailed for uh, disobeying the court order. You may remember, Tom just kept posting on VNN. He just kept it up, and people mm-hmm. really admired that. Do you remember we had guys that would say, uh, he should come down to L.A.? We had offers, our guys on the forum say, Come down to L.A. and we'll take you to the public park and you can get some of the best uh, identification available in the world, fake ID, U.S. ID for Mexicans, and we'll buy you a set and send you on down the way to Mexico or wherever. One guy said he could stay in his house. Uh, mm-hmm. It was quite an outpouring. But Yeah. Um, 
is, it is, he's gotten nine months, and it's, um, I guess, in some cases for this uh, level of thought criminal or criminal thought criminal, Tom, is the, uh, the jails, I guess, are somewhat dormitory-like, supposedly. But, uh, again, they, they've taken away his freedom. I don't know why he just didn't leave the country. I wish he would have. And then they would have had to search him. They did this to uh, Zundel out there. They uh, played games with him. And they did it with the Indian chief, who uh, I believe uh, likened Jews to Hitler. And um, his case is uh, in various level, levels of pending now, too. But for all of us, we, we already know in Germany and in Austria and in Great Britain how people cannot essentially criticize Jews. Uh, they, they said it was uh, he portrayed uh, blacks as being pandemic criminals and such. But really, it's the Jews who don't want criticism of their culture or what they are. Are they a race? Are they a country? Are they a religion? Or are they an international criminal conspiracy? Well, they're whatever is most convenient in any given moment, as mm -hmm. we talked about. And, and uh, I, I want to make, make a point that, uh, you know, you, you read the, the reports of this, and Canada is a small country. There's maybe 30 million people. And that's why they're trying to let in the third world to populate it and flesh out the tax rolls and, and destroy the white uh, British culture that has been so successful in the, in the, in the great white north. But you, you start reading the media reports, and they're full of all these words that are never really defined. I mean, they call him an unabashed neo-Nazi. I don't know that the guy's a neo-Nazi. I mean, he's a Polish descent. He immigrated to Canada. I don't recall him ever calling himself a Nazi. I mean, he's someone who objects to the crime perpetrated by the third worlders that the Jews controlling Canada let in. But that's all you have to do to be called a Nazi, because that's the ultimate hate term. So it's applied to anybody who resists the Jews in any way. It's like and that's that what most of Tom's posts were about. You know, a mud yeah. crime, some nigger crime that had been committed the night before, and he didn't like it, and he said so. You know, he just and, sometimes and we, just linked the stories with some invective. We, we sound like a broken record in repeating that, look, uh, the Jews do something, and you describe what they're doing, and you're evil, and if they can, they'll throw you in jail. Well, here's a perfect example. The guy did nothing but complain about, these Jews are wrecking Toronto. Isn't that where he, he lived, or was it, was Ontario. it London? Ontario. So he's, t he's, talking about <laughs> he's talking about his city, but also Canada as a whole, and the, the problems of the so-called minorities that constitute 92% of the known earth uh, <laughs> uh, populate. So we are the minority. We are the beset minority. And, and what I'm saying is, you read, the, you know, it's full of, you know, okay, I know what an old Nazi is, although even that is mostly Hollywood bullshit, and it's hard to discover the truth, but what's a neo-Nazi? It's someone that they don't like. Well, what's, what's this hate? I, I never see a, a Jew called a hater. It's only the people who oppose the Jews who are haters. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I come from, I'm descended primarily from Germans. I don't recall Germans being kicked out of, uh, you know, 500 countries like the Jews. So and and if they had been, I'd start. I would think, geez, is there something about you know my people or the culture that we have that it, it inherently cannot get along with others? But no, when when the Jews do it, the Jews have been kicked out of virtually everywhere they've ever lived. Why? It's always the other guy who's the problem. And so the, the, these so-called objective news reports are filled with these terms that are never defined. And that's the beauty of it. If, so, if a term is defined, it means it's stuck to a precise definition. It's Aryan. But the Jews like these free-floating terms. Now, all, you know, all you need to know, you dumb little goy cow, is that it, it's bad, and you don't want to be it. You don't want to be a racist. Bad things can happen to you. You don't want to be an anti-Semite. Morally bad. 
Yeah, they make big eyes like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to bring that up, Alex. You said that in a very early Goy fire, and, and you would even do the uh, imitation of. of I say that all the teacher. time. We're not haters, are we, boys and girls? That's so funny. Yeah. Don't you yeah, think that's, that's really the model that America, uh, America, anything that's official or stinking of official, it, it comes across a kindergarten teacher, wide-eyed, talking really slowly and earnestly to a bunch of retard, retard children. That's exactly. Well, why what doesn't the government like Canada? Why don't they go after after nigger hip hop artists who and, and dissect those, those lyrics and say, you know what, this is unacceptable uh, hate against white people? Well, like they're bringing good, they're sure. bringing diversity to the otherwise cold, sterile, great white north. <laughs> they're making it even greater white north, uh, even greater not so white north. <laughs> but but anyway, here and we, I'm going to read the, the message from from the uh, one of the links we have, and we'll post this on the forum under the show thread as we always do. Okay, this is from the judge who sentenced uh, Winicki for, for uh, contempt of court. Von Finkelstein? Von Finkenstein. Uh, maybe it's Finkenstein. <laughs> I don't know. Frankenstein. that. The, someone called him a Jew, but I don't know for a fact that he is a Jew. And he looks no, we don't like know that, but... He's light-eyed and could very well be German, a, a German lackey of the system. It could be an Austin <laughs> but, Austin. He, but let me read the quote, okay. Uh, parentheses, quote, the messages have the same, the messages that Winicky posted have the same vile content and unrelenting message of hatred for Jews and contempt for people of the black race and or immigrants, Judge Conrad von Finkenstein wrote in his ruling late Wednesday. He has shown no remorse for his contempt. No. And he says somewhere else, you know, he doesn't have any respect for the court system. So basically what he's doing is telling you about minority crime. That, that's Winicky's real crime. Stop talking about what the coloreds are doing to Canada. You have no right to do that. You're a hater. We're going to throw you in jail if you talk about the rapes and murders, which we'll discuss later on Goyfire, that these coloreds carry out. Uh, if you talk about it, they don't want to hear that. You're interfering with their dream world. You're supposed to just get in line and shut up. This is this, We are reduced to status of abject slavery by the Jews and their lackeys, and we shouldn't put up with it. What are we going to do when we can't defend ourselves even verbally, as is the case in 90% of the world? Well, that's what, what, what uh, Modi and these guys are trying to do with Gonzaga University, that hate uh, PhD or whatever they're floating out there in the West. And it's moving in that direction, and when minorities do become the near majority, I think that's when it'll really begin to tip the laws. They are tipping already. Yeah, we're, we have a narrow legal freedom to speak what we're doing, but what are we doing? We're talking on the Internet sites. We're talking over Internet radio, like right now, but, uh, you know, you don't see Fox calling any of the members of Goyfire and saying, hey, can you come on here and provide an alternative view to the view that Israelis and Jews are gods? You know, no. <laughs> you know, in, in regards to, uh, in, in regards to when Nikki's posts, uh, they were all rather innocuous, and, and in fact, they showed a man... Uh, his post uh, showed that he was a man who was already controlled to some degree because they were always very factually based and they linked to articles in the controlled media and it, it's really it's really amazing how they chose to go after him because um, his posts were rather innocuous but they they wanted to make a, an example of him and, and that's obvious to me and you know he's a brave man and he stood up against them and and um, and and they took him down for for very real reasons. I honestly think his later posts may have been like that, but he had some pretty rabble rousing ones to start off with. Okay. And I, I honestly believe if, if you simply stick to doing facts, they're going to have trouble. But they don't. What they don't want is the emotional part of it. You know, you can cite the facts, mm -hmm. but when you put it in an emotional context, like 
you know, if we follow this line, your daughters and wives are going to get raped around the clock just like in That's what they don't fucking want is the emotionalizing of, of these bare facts. The facts don't speak for themselves. You have to give them flesh and blood and flashing eyes so that people can see what the fuck is going on. Oh, yes. And what, yes. It's outrageous. Tom would also point facts out like, oh, a man was shot in the chest by another man. And he'd say things such as, oh, a man, huh? And then... uh <laughs> he would offer proofs, uh, you know, how it was a black, and, uh, you know, they didn't bother to tell you, oh, it was a nig, whatever he would say. But, uh, and, and, you know, Stan was quoted by these newspapers up there, and, and Stan's, uh, your SIG in your, uh, yes. in your post, and I read your explanation of that, Stan. I thought that was so interesting, of that Shakespearean quote with mixed with Dirty Harry. Could you mention that? Because yes. oftentimes these articles all over the North America, and even the world, VNN's been mentioned in the London, uh, what is it, London Mail, London... Uh, there's a, there's, what is it, is it, uh, yeah, L- London's a city in Ontario, not just the... the well, no, he's in London, England. Ontario, but in London, England, VNN has been mar- mentioned, and Stormfront has mentioned, too, in many it's of these articles too. about hate. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they were linking us to someone that we have nothing to do with. We might have run something from them in letters, but we had nothing, mm-hmm. and they claim we were linked. That's a side point, but it, it, it picks up the general dishonesty of the media, and before Stan gets into his explanation, what we see here is the media comes down completely on the side of the so-called anti-hate crusaders. So the media, sure. the media is opposed to freedom of speech, except yeah, for the like people when the government line. They can't find anybody who likes uh, Rounders' paper. The, the point is, there's no difference between the media and the government that is supposed to be a, keep an eye on. No, they're both shining the spotlight on you. They're t- going around the country trying to find individual haters they can knock out so nobody opposes the line. And part of that is misrepresenting what we say. So, so what there was was the, pa- the paper mentioned a quote defending Winicky that came from something Stan had written on vnnforum.com, but it, uh, it took it out of context and, and misrepresented it, didn't it? Well, Stan? what I did was I was somewhat angry about the decision made against Tom. Another poster had made uh, the comment that uh, he goes up to Canada um, on occasion or used to, and I simply made the joke and the observation of uh, bring me back Mormon's head on a platter with a smiley face afterwards. And uh, then I explained this is not a threat uh, I'm simply pointing out the hypocrisy of George W. Bush when he uh, made the statement that he wanted bin Laden's head on a platter and his uh, kite-kissing butt is, is the only type of person that's allowed to get away with that if, if you know we say something like that. Now, what happened was uh, they took my uh, comment and cut out the part about George W. Bush and made me look like... Um, I was making a threat against Warman, flat out. <coughs> and then they took my signature yeah. quote, which uh, is uh, a mix of Shakespeare and Dirty Harry, um, that was generated by a, an online toy that I've been using for my signature for the last couple of years and made me sound like an extremist who's going to use a uh, 44 Magnum to partake in violence against my enemies. My signature was... Being as this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, had you the strength of 20 men, it would dispatch you straight. But the writer of the news article uh, came up with this, quote, But the same writer who always ends his internet postings with the slogan about the value of a 44 Magnum gun also warned Warman, You bring your act to my neighborhood and we'll see who's standing by the end of it. You just started a war, man. 
Now that these Kykistanis are watching BNN and reading my posts, I am going to change my signature with my mood as it reflects the situation with Tom. We, we, we've got this on the uh, forum also. We should list yeah. this in the thread. <laughs> Let's make the point here that, you know, th this judge is saying the messages have vile content and an unrelenting message of hatred. Well, what message do the Jews operating the Canadian government have for the white people of Canada who founded and built it up when they say, you're not good enough, we've got to import the third world to destroy you? Okay, if they, they don't hate and have contempt for the people of Canada, of course they do. These are just lackeys and Jews dictating to good, normal people, and if you put up with it, that's what you get. As the man said a couple hundred years ago, he who would be free must strike the blow himself. Also in your essay, you, you quote, uh, Jefferson, the tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of tyrants. That's and absolutely like right. And yeah. Jefferson absolutely meant people like von Finkenstein, Jew or lackey, uh, when he meant uh, he's, these are tyrants. They're telling you what you can say and what you can't say while calling it, well, we're a free nation. You just can't criticize any blacks or in any way fight back against the systematic destruction of your people. Well, that's tyranny. These Jews at the Human Relations Council and this lackey Conrad von Finkenstein, these are tyrants. This is tyranny. And uh, getting rid of them is completely a patriotic act. I advocate nothing. I can still speak semi-freely in my own country, but let me say that uh, uh, killing these people absolutely would be a patriotic act, and that's how—that's exactly how Thomas Jefferson would see it. You know, when they try to tell you that you can't even criticize what they're doing and destroying your country, well, <laughs> criticize much less fight back against it. Well, you've reached a, a sorry state. Their immigration policy has admitted people who know what Jews are like and oppose them, and there's enough of them now to form a nucleus of opposition to the Jews, and thus we've seen build up in Canada and in the U.S. through the uh, offices of, uh, what's his name, California Horowitz. They're trying to get anybody who speaks out in favor of the Palestinians, uh, get them uh, booted out of their jobs. And, and yet, as we've Jewish talked about before, for you. even they're allowing their Semitic brothers that have been warring with for, for decades now anyway into this into our countries had the added benefit of embroiling us in these uh, semi or quasi or may lead up to world wars, such as is going on now. But, uh, Which will discuss In other words, they brought the, the battle show, yeah. to our countries. Yeah. They brought their ancient hatreds to our shores, as, uh, and their, their new hatreds to our shores, as, as Pierce used to say. When Nikki was uh, prosecuted, um, not under a criminal court of Canada, he's been incarcerated through a, a star chamber. Uh, which is a first in Canada. Basically what they have is this this goy front named Warman who serves as a front for the Jews and they put you up before these human relations councils that are very nebulous. What are they? Is that a court? Is this just a bunch of private people led by Jews who try to stamp out what they don't like? The second. Hey, it's, it's a very confusing yeah, I, I, thing. I'd like to make a short comment on what Stan's observation here. And this is a, this is a, a typical Jew uh, technique. And and the history that we need to really read uh, to understand the Jews is, is not so much uh, the history of the Third Reich, but the history of the Russian Revolution. And the Jews do this all the time with these committees. They form these committees out of nowhere, uh, and then they, they declare themselves to be uh, have some sort of legal authority, and then they end up consuming the whole system. And, and they can do this anywhere. Uh, and, uh, for instance, even the Bolsheviks, uh, they declared they were a tiny, tiny, tiny minority, 
and that the name uh, Bolshevik in Russian it means majority. Mm-hmm. And then see that's chutzpah, right? And it's the mm-hmm. same with the Human Relations Commission in Canada. Uh, they they form this quasi legal institution, probably at the beginning with almost no authority. You know, probably it may have been a volunteer organization, and then using their clout and their ethnic uh, uh, pull and their connections in the government and their money and the banking system and all the other connections they have in the media, they end up, uh, uh, the tail ends up wagging the dog. And, uh, and this is classic. <laughs> it, it, got nine accident. months instead of six. They said in most of these cases, contempt of court, uh, the most that anyone gets is six months, but he set a near record. Yeah, Jeff, you're right. They, they, their whole game in the U.S. is they claim to speak for the community which means yes. they're the majority, and they, they have the morals. So, like here in Kirksville, they team up with the local, you know, faggot priest, and uh, they, they team up with the high school and put on their own little Jewish plays, Fiddler on the Roof, and they team up with the local community and say, we're against hate. And they, they put over this illusion that somehow they speak for the community, and it's only possible because they control the high points through the media mm-hmm. through, and through the training of the idiotic goys in the seminaries and the journalism schools. Alex, the, yeah. the Freepers had a picture of him at the Israeli consulate, and the Palestinians were there in San Francisco, and there were the Jews across the street with all kinds of American and Israeli flags, and one big sign said, Give peace a chance. So here their jets are flying all over, killing civilians, and they have the nerve to put, <laughs> All we are saying is, Give peace a chance, and Americans believe it. Yeah, that's right, oh, the peaceful Israeli. Sure. It's another subject for later, but. Yeah. Can we say one more thing about Tomas? They can turn around and prosecute him for his actual hate crimes now because he's only violated the court order. That's what he got the nine months for. So while they have him incarcerated, even before he could escape, you see what I mean? He has yet to be prosecuted for his hate speech, technically. It's, it's just the nerve of them. In other words, he could be like a recidivist while he's behind bars, kind of, so to speak. I mean, uh, that's all. I mean, which is, they may not be sure. finished with him yet. Which is why some people are calling for restraint in talking about the subject on VNN Forum, because if you go to the thread, uh, you'll see that, that some folks are saying, uh, you know, try not to uh, add fuel to the fire uh, by uh, coming off with threatening, with you know, posts or anything, uh, you know, about Warman or, or the Star Chamber. Um, there is a very fine line there, and... I, I've been tempted to cross it myself, but I have I have outlets and ways that, that I can bring this to the attention of people. And, and well, Jeff made a good post about that, too. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. Okay, turning from Winnicki, uh, we see that uh, somewhat related is, is the continual influx in the U.S. of tens of millions of so-called people fleeing the third world for the better life still to be found in America, although in many places within the U.S. they have effectively recreated third world conditions. And so we're having a debate in, on TV and in, in the Senate and in the House about uh, actually building a border fence. But uh, as usual, it appears to be more show than substance. And if they ever build it, they'll probably keep an opening specifically to let people through. But there, there's also a, a town, Hazleton, in Pennsylvania. It's a 30,000-man uh, town, and the mayor has come out, and they've passed a law that's really going to fine employers a, a lot if they uh, think $1,000 if they employ any illegal. So it's an attempt of small, desperate small towns to cope with this invasion. I looked into this uh, business with the, with the border fence. And uh, I kind of came out of the um, of the 
somewhat patriotar, somewhat conservative m- movement. And thanks to the show, I I I, uh, I pulled myself out of these delusions. Uh, but um, I've come to the conclusion that you know there is no political solution to our problems, and there's no legislative solution from Washington. And this situation with the wall, and I've been reading the uh, the uh, report being from the Washington Times, uh, Charles Hurt, and this is a typical trick uh, to keep people uh, uh, believing in the system. What they did is the Senate passed in May a vote authorizing. Um, uh, the building of a construction of a fence for uh, for 300 some odd miles of it and vehicle barriers and such, but then months later we find out uh, that um, uh, in this uh, Washington Times article, July 14th, that the Senate never approved the funding for this. And so what that effectively means is is that it's not going to be built. And that um, uh, but this uh, this frame, this this uh, idea that there is a wall being built has already been digested by the public. And this is a, an example of the games that our uh, elite play with us. And they do it again and again and again. Like this Real ID Act that was supposedly supposed to uh, control um, the proliferation of the matricular consular ID cards and so forth uh, and to... Uh, you know, provide a good uh, identification system really is uh, something that affects the middle class, the white middle class, more than it does uh, uh, illegals, because the matricular consular card is still being accepted. And so now we've you know found ourselves basically with an ID system that's uh, being developed uh, thanks to these laws. And it, it, you know, it's 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 where the money is, right? And uh, putting a wall up, uh, you know, does not uh, help. Uh, the uh, interest and the agenda uh, of the elite in this country and and controlling the brown subbies is not in their interest either. And they may play these games where they pass a law saying they'll build a border fence, but they won't fund it. And uh, this really should serve as a lightning rod for you all in the conservative and and patriotic community that these people have an agenda in, uh, in Washington and their agenda, at least a side effect of it, is our racial annihilation. And they're not going to stop it. They may, you know, write laws like this, uh, but um, saying they're going to build the fence and put machine guns on it, but they'll never give them money for it. And that's exactly what they've done. All we needed was uh, $1.8 to pay for this particular fence, Jeff. And oh, yeah. We spent more than that in Iraq in a day. And yet uh, the vote was, uh, it was killed on the 71 to 29 vote. Oh, yeah. And, and he says, I guess it was just Sessions who supported and he said, the things we do often sound very good, but we never quite get there. Well, that's a pretty tepid criticism <laughs> from a so-called supporter of the fence. I mean, why not say, hey, uh, you know, we tricked the American people, and we did it big time, and even the media doesn't seem to follow up uh, the story very heavily. Well, there's, one yeah. point, there's one point in here that um, the... Um, 800-page bill, moments before the final vote, they tried to slip in a uh, provision that would require the United States to consult with the Mexican government before constructing the fence. This is a common <laughs> tactic, uh, a bill killer, that is, is often used by the opposition at the last, last moment to change the bill so that um, it, it effectively kills it. And why why would our government have to consult with a foreign invading government 
before constructing a fence. That's that's unheard of, and that's that's anti-nationalist. Why would a government betray its own majority too? Why would a government destroy its own the people uh, its own people in favor of another people, which is exactly what this is? I mean, well, they've been cowed, as Alex was saying later <laughs> earlier. Rather, if uh, if we criticize these things, then we're uh, ipso facto haters, and no one. First of all, if they ID you as a hater, if you're a pissed off enough hater, you know they'll, just, they'll ruin your life, and people know that. They'll try to. And and Craig, also, the elite does not identify as Americans. They identify far more with their own class internationally, and and. and whether they understand it or not, they're kind of the, the outside party dealing with the inner party that's made up of, of Jews who retain their tribalism. But they feel no connection at all with a white guy living in Dubuque, Iowa. Now, they're, they're connected far more to, to rich elites in India, China, Japan, uh, uh, than they are to uh, their own country. I, I know that's true because I majored in international relations and I saw the kind of the opening, uh, the ground level where those people get in, and I know what they're taught. They're taught interdependence and globalism, and the idea that America is a nation with interest uh, has long left the mind of the the elite, such as Strobe Talbot, who was, you know, he. They were declaring the nation state obsolete decades ago, and they're working to make it that way. Of course, they don't well, have to live like with that. The third yeah, world happened scum. with Bush when he, when he talked to Putin this past, this past week, and he he started to try to lecture Putin on type of democracy they should have in Russia. And I guess Putin's has some, something to him about, we don't want the Iraqi kind of a democracy, because Bush mentioned Iraqi democracy, I think, too, or something. And they all, the reporters began to laugh, and they said Bush got red-faced. But, uh... uh Bush isn't uh, very smart. He's not as dumb uh, as people think, but he's not very smart either. <laughs> no one would want, no one would pick Bush to head something, if, if they talked to him and knew what was happening, but... As we see, the media is on the side of the government, and any figurehead will do as long as the agenda is being carried out. I want to ask Jeff. Uh, Jeff, didn't you do a little demographic work at one point? Because what a lot of people have seen is back in the in the 60s and 70s, Nixon pursued the Southern strategy. That is, a, uh, effectively winking at whites and saying, "I'm not going to say it, but you know that I represent the white race. So vote conservative, vote for me, and we'll maintain our hold over the country." But but even today we're seeing, and we'll discuss in a moment, Bush and, and Karl Rove, his master political strategist, going out and sucking up to La Raza that's taken over our southwest and increasingly other portions of the country. But is there is it possible that whites can vote their way out of this, this uh, difficult situation that we're in? Look, whites cannot vote themselves out of this situation. And, and let me briefly summarize uh, some number crunching that I did. And I'll, I need to spend the time and, and present this data again. But I took the 2004 uh, congressional voting records uh, as 2004-2005, uh, I believe, uh, for the U.S. Congress, the Senate, and the House. And uh, what I did is I took their voting records from uh, betterimmigration.com, where they, they have a formula, a uniform formula, where they rank congressmen uh, basically from 1 to 5, A to F, and A being a restrictive voting record, and an F being a, a five, which you know would be open borders, globalism, pure, unadulterated globalism. And uh, what I found was is that um, uh, I then broke all the uh, the voting records up by groups, four groups: uh, whites, Jews, blacks, uh, this sort of nebulous term uh, Mexican Hispanic type of uh, thing. And um, and it, it, all these congressmen self-identify, of course, except for the whites. So. 
and anyone who doesn't self-identify, you know they're white, <laughs> too. Um, uh, but uh, so there's uh, all these uh, racial groups in Congress, except for whites. And then, uh, then I averaged them among the groups, uh, and I found that the average score among blacks, uh, Jews, and the Hispanics is um, basically a D or an F. So it's like 4.2 or something like this. And then among whites, it's split. It's split about 50-50. So it's like, um, you know, it's like uh, two, two and a half, three, somewhere around there. And there are about 40% of whites that are, or no, excuse me, uh, there's a slight majority of whites that are in favor of uh, stricter immigration control, uh, just among whites. But when you, uh, so there's a standard deviation at work here. And so um, what you find out is that uh, the non-whites are highly correlated to open borders uh, and, uh, you know, global empire voting type uh, uh, things. And then uh, among whites, uh, there's less of a tendency for that. It, it's more diverse, uh, but a slight majority wanting stricter immigration control. And now, when you then take this step further, and you can do this experiment yourself, uh, and, you, and then you add up all the blacks, the Jews, and the, uh, and the, um, and the Mexicans uh, with the, uh, the, the tra race trader white voters, uh, you get a majority. And, and so nothing can, not, no restrictive laws can get through because this uh, majority acts uh, uh, in, in a way to block anything and, and uh, to block any restrictive uh, immigration through. You've got to understand this. Uh, no restrictive laws will get through. There is no solution to the problem of our time, which is this immigration. There is no solution possible. And, and, and so basically you have you know, a clump of white voters that will vote for restrictive immigration. You've got this mass of uh, Jews, uh, blacks, Mexicans, and uh, uh, raceless whites that will uh, keep the borders open. And time and demographics are on their side. The, the, the representation of whites, such as it is, is, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And there is no way we can vote ourselves out of this mess. Pierce saw this. We all we, we see this. If you can just take the time to go to betterimmigration.com, crunch the numbers. Yeah, we just talked about only two Democrat senators voted for the funding of the fence. Oh, sure. Only two. And uh, I, I don't want to mean to say anything favorable, an assumption about Republicans, because it's really not much different. You well, know, some few. You know, like I said, when you, when you examine, these, examine uh, congressional voting by race, and it is a very real artifact, it's not constructed. The Mexicans, the Jews, and the blacks, they have racial organizations at work. And even this majority of whites that vote for restrictive immigration they don't self-identify as white. They, they may act in, in, a, in a quasi sort of uh, interest for the interest of whites, but they will not say that. They will not declare themselves, yes, we will defend the interest of whites in America. They won't and do that. And that's because it's been declared yeah. illegal by the media government apparatus. It's, if you represent white interests, well, you can't, because then we'd have to acknowledge that we're being eaten alive by coloreds. And a social leprosy, too. I, I wanted to make one point about uh, this, this Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It's a small town. You've got a mayor effectively standing up for the residents. Of course, he's not taking a racial slant on it. He's just saying that it's illegal versus legal is the difference. But what I saw was uh, I saw a little report on that on TV, and then they had uh, immediately they went to some 
unattractive Mexican woman and and you know your usual typical unattractive Mexicans, uh, male and a female, and they were just talking about we're going to sue over this and and uh, these people are fully aware they're dumb, but they're fully aware that the courts are on their side, and it's just simply amazing if you step back and think about it. Here's someone who's here illegally, who's causing the host population all kinds of problems, crime and, and soaking up all of our social benefits with their, their scummy little things that they create. And they're absolutely 100% aggressive, obnoxious, and take the offensive against us. Oh, you, you're going to see, Mayor, we're going to sue you, and you're going to bankrupt your city because you're refusing to serve our illegal population with your schools and hospitals. And... Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was that the, the mail that they showed was, We will come to your country. We will follow your laws. We will work for you, but we will never assimilate. Now, you think about that. Here's this ugly little brown turd standing up in, in white, healthy America saying, we're, we're, we're here, and there's nothing you can do about it. And because the Jews control the media and the government and destroy anyone who stands against them, they're probably right. And we see if the Jews had their complete way here in America, as they already do in Canada and most of the Anglosphere and the, and the German-speaking sphere, they will simply outlaw it as hate anybody opposed to this new world order they're building. Well, that leaves one option, and that option is violence, the violent removal of these people who are oppressing us. There's no other way to put it. You know, there, there's a very interesting thing here, and... and um, do you, do you recall uh, this Mr. William Clark? He was the um, terrorism advisor that got purged, uh, that got purged from the Bush administration for um, uh, for criticizing uh, various aspects of their approach to 9/11. And he said something that I think really bears uh, uh, a meaning for white nationalists. And he was talking about in the uh, in the Muslim world, there, there's actually a very small percentage of people, very tiny percentage of people that are out actually going and fighting and killing the Jews. And um, the, what sustains this small number of people is public opinion in the Arab world or Muslim world. Mm -hmm. And this is what, this is what sustains the, the insurgency, is the, the, is the public opinion. The, the vast majority of the people are not going out and killing Jews, uh, but they sustain them. They sustain this tiny percentage of people who are fighting. And mm -hmm. that, I see, actually is somewhat like Goyfire's mission to some degree, uh, if I may say, in my opinion. Uh, we're reaching out and we're saying, hey, you know, here's our ideology. Here's what we're saying. Support us. You know, obviously no mm -hmm. one on this show is going out and, and, and carrying guns, and we, we will not do that. Uh, but um, uh, we, we need to expand, all of us listening today, the activists that are listening today, we need to expand our message and reach out and, and, and make our, our ideology, our message, because we have solutions, and expand it. And so more and more white America uh, that, that exists uh, uh, sympathize with us. Well, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. You're exactly right, Jeff. We, what we're doing, what we intended to do through Goyfire is, instead of just one writer writing that you can't even hear him, you can actually hear live, normal people discussing things as they would if America were a truly free country. America were a free country, you would have our point of view represented on the Fox that the white people who don't know their own interests are watching, where they're encouraged to identify with Israeli nationalism rather than white nationalism. And white nationalism is treated as hate. Making sure, Fox we saw how John Casey, making Matt Hill, when his Matt came on. Every bit as liberal as 
as the other channels. You know, they set up these false dichotomies. But one thing we haven't gotten around to mentioning yet, before we move on from the immigration, and Craig, maybe you can talk about this, is we've got Bush and master strategist Rove going out and sucking La Raza's ass in California. For those, right. To put it in very crude terms, for those of you who think that the Republicans are on your side, white man, you see anything about that, Craig? I didn't uh, see the Karl Rove part, but I know Arnold Schwarzenegger, I listened to the speech he gave before La Raza, I think, perhaps a few days before, but it might have been at the same large convention, and Schwarzenegger said how they've been doing a great job for 40 years. Well, what La Raza does is constantly support the invasion, and they do it with lawyers, and uh, they do it with cooperation, even with uh, people like the SPLC, who's, who, who they sued the one ranch owner who simply tried to stop Mexicans from crossing his property by the border. Yeah. And actually, what, what, do, what does La Raza mean in English? Oh, La Raza means the race, as we constantly say. What? And what does yeah. it mean? It <laughs> means right, the race. Americans. It means does, the does race. it mean the white race? Yeah, white race. Yeah, no, which, which one race? of our guys, the, one of our posters, one of the older guys, I think, he was laughing at it. He said, "That's a joke. The white race has gone back twenty, fifty thousand years, more than that." And La Raza is just a mixture of uh, Moorish Spaniards, Spaniards, and Indians. That's about five hundred years at the most. It's true. They're mestizos. Yeah, they're, they're not even a race. But uh, and yet they, these people have representation. And I went to school in Southern California. I mean, Mecha and the other ones have representation at, I would guess, every single official uh-huh. college out there. Uh-huh. And, they, and you we know, saw on TV how proud they are, and they're not afraid. Unlike whites, whites have been intimidated, and I, I guess a lot of whites are already afraid of the minority presence or being, uh, being defamed in their little local communities. But uh, the Mexicans sure aren't because they're out in the streets by the millions. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and once in a while you get a white student try to establish a white student association and you get the Jew media hops all over it. It's hate. And the little tiny white minorities in these these brown seas try to protect themselves and immediately the Jews are all over and you hate, hate, hate. You know what the hate? Yeah. The hate comes from the Jews and is directed against the whites. That's And the that's some little 16-year-old white boy or girl who's a prodigy who who had uh, made the mistake of believing these kind of quotes uh, from Thomas Jefferson that we just cited about uh, the, the blood of tyranny will refresh the tree of liberty. They, you know, they, they read that, and they're idealistic, and, and uh, they believe their ancestors, and that's what they get for their... Uh, well, Craig, their a lot efforts. of times they're, they're, not even, they're not even racist. They simply are like, hey, I'm not ashamed of my European heritage. If, if right. Mexican or nigger is something to brag about, then I mean... You got to multiply by several million times to achieve white levels, yeah. for Christ's sake. Well, that's actually it's not a good like the way Jews, to copy like minorities. The, yeah, yeah, well, the, copy the what Jews they have do, their organizations. Right. Jews are the most racist people on earth. They have hillels at every institution you've ever heard of. But should yeah. the white try to do it? Why the Jews? Oh, you hate, you hate, you hate. Since the Jews, yeah, go, go type in Jewish into Google News every day. Try that for a week or fourteen days. You'll be astounded. I mean, it's just one propaganda piece after the other. And then and they're not. Yeah. Let's make the point that the Jews claim they're two or three percent of America, but in fact they're about five or six percent of the population, by my estimate. And, and and you you watch TV and you write down the number of experts who are Jews, and you'll find it's about a fifty-fifty ratio. And they may often have non-Jew sounding names, but often enough their Jews are married to them when you get down to it. And in this way, a false consensus is put over in the average dupe. And yes, the average person. It's, it's one of the first keys to self-knowledge is the average person is pretty easily misled. 
And uh, you think you're not one of the suckers, but you're more likely to be a sucker if you don't think you can be fooled or you don't think that you are being fooled because it's very easy to mislead people. And that's what Fox News does. And we are the real alternative that, that Fox purports to be. Fox, I'd this like week had this, this fellow Michael Rubin on, and he was, he's advised, or he's uh, online if you look him up, he was an advisor, a political advisor to the Iraqi authority, the, the, the provisional authority over there, which is uh, essentially the United States government. So imagine these people who have an utter hatred and contempt for Jews, and what does the United States government do? They sent over this fellow. And now I guess he's the head of the Middle East Policy Institute magazine or something. And uh, he works with Daniel Pipes, founded that organization. And all those of you who listen to talk radio in the United States, Limbaugh, they have Daniel Pipes on. This is a guy. This guy's like soupy sales on TV in the 1950s. He's there. He's all over it all the time. And Daniel Pipes, well, he's the guy who runs Campus Watch, too, so that if any professors or students at any university in North America, certainly at least in the United States, talks against Jews, Daniel Pipes, the Zionist, is right there to keep an eye on him and document it. So, Craig, that doesn't sound like a Jewish name, Pipes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But, but if, he is. if you see his looks, you can... Oh, sounds like an advertisement. This can be proved easily. Just type Daniel oh, yeah. Pipes plus sign Jewish into Google, and, and all of you people listening can find out for yourselves. But the point is, Ruben is on this week with John Gibson and a writer from the National Review talking what supporting the F-16 jets flying all over Lebanon and why it's a good thing. Yeah, I'd like to uh, return to this uh, the topic of the, the Raza Convention because uh, Karl Rove, uh, who is the uh, President Bush's uh, slippery uh, political advisor, a man with uh, a lot of influence and power in Washington, uh, spoke uh, to, on July 11th to La Raza, La Raza Convention. And um, he spoke of uh, this uh, so-called shared values among all Americans, and uh, what he meant was is that you know, Mexicans are just like you and you and me, folks. And um, he was he, he he went so far to suggest um, that um, uh, all the accomplishments of uh, America was the result of these waves of immigrants. And uh, play the clip, Stan. Everything that this country is, everything that we have achieved, everything that we hold, everything that we promise, is because we're a nation of diversity brought together by immigration. Okay, so there, there it is, really, and it, it, it's an extreme hyperbole to suggest uh, that what, what Mr. Uh, Rove has done, and, and of course, a lot of Americans believe this, but I, I would like to mention something that I read uh, in, uh, in Huntington's book, uh, Clash of the Civilizations, and, and it, it became apparent to me that uh, we as Europeans, no matter where we came from, Italy or, or, or Sweden, we, we have a common crucible that we were formed in. And, uh, and there are a lot of common elements among our race, not only our genetics, but our history. And we came to this continent not as immigrants, but as, but as conquerors. We took this place and we made something new. And I, I fundamentally reject that, that any white is an immigrant to America. Now, I know that's kind of a radical thing that people can debate about, even white nationalists, but we are the conquerors. We took this land and our race, uh, our race uh, uh, created America. It is a creation of a white race. And uh, this, we are not immigrants, uh, unlike what Mr. Rowe says. And we are racially different from Mexicans. And we need to understand this and reject this line of thought 
that and we're all immigrants. Jeff, great points. I, I wanted to bring that back to what, what this, I can't remember his name, but he was saying in response to Hazleton, we will never assimilate. He's like an angry, yes. headstrong teenager saying, we will never assimilate. We're here to take your benefits and screw your daughters and kill your son and sell drugs to everybody who will buy them, but we will never assimilate your culture. So they want Mexico here and us to pay for it. So they don't even buy Rove's line of bullshit. They're here to establish Mexico. Wherever Mexicans go, there Mexico is. Well, yeah, Jeff, Lowe, well it's has, that simple. They can't become us because yeah. they're fucking genetically inferior. Yes. And culturally inferior. And culture Jeff, culture Rosa itself has made statements that, that, that they're here to conquer, that they're conquering, they're taking back the reconquista. Many of their officials have made those statements. And so the rationale to them or to their people is, is that uh, we are conquerors, and you must accept it, and most white Americans do accept it. Absolutely well, we, we, right. And, and you know they, what? They're right. They, they, this land who's, right. is every land is whoever's that will hold it. And if we as whites, uh, we took this land, we conquered it. We, and, and to some degree, we did take it away from them, although they were a very small number of people in, in America. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah. But, that's, that's, you know, but in a sense, you know, they're right. This is, a, this is about power. And uh, whites need to understand that, uh, uh, you know, it's either one group wins and one group loses, and that's it. Well, I want to win. I want to hold this place. It, yeah, I want to preserve it. Yeah. It's a zero-sum game, and, and the problem was that you're absolutely right. It, in Texas, just as in Rhodesia and South Africa, what you had was a, t a tiny number of whites came into a basically unpopulated area, built a s successful civilization that attracted the native or the, uh, the, the colored scum. And in time, that colored scum rose in number and eventually overwhelmed with the help of the Jewish press, the locals. And we just saw in the last year that minorities, so-called, became the majority in Texas, just as now in South Africa there's maybe 5 million whites or probably less than that, and there's 40 million blacks. Well, Jesus, in my time, 20 years ago, there were only 30 million blacks. And so they, they grow exponentially when exposed to white medicine and white help. But but uh, eventually they'll overrun and destroy it because their IQ is too low. And what we should have done, but what I suspect Christianity prevented us from doing was, Christianity says you have a burden, and, and English culture, you have a burden to the colored race. We don't have a burden. Our burden is protecting ourselves. We don't need to worry about more than that. We're not capable of more than that. You, there's no, nothing that you can do that will turn a colored into a human being. There's nothing you can do that will make a Mexican the equal of whites. Okay, but we're assuming that burden. Well, now they're overwhelming us. And, yeah, you look historically, there was a lot of dirty work involved in uh, taking a lot of the Southwest from the Mexicans. And to be objective about it, they have every bit of as good a case. If they can take it away from us, that's just as fair as, as what we did to get most of the Southwest. Probably white nationalists don't want to hear that, but it is a zero-sum game. What we should have done was kill off that scum all the way down to where we built the Panama Canal and then left South America to its own devices, knowing forever that we could secure that against them invading North America. And that way we would have been safe, but whites were too weak, they were too poisoned by Christianity, so we allowed them to exist, and now that same weakness is, is going for the children's story put forward by the Jews to their idiotic Sunday school class of, of the white elite that, well, we can let in anybody to America, and they become Americans. And Karl Rove is saying that with a straight face to these morons. They don't even want to be Americans. They want to be Mexicans. They want to be Mexicans with access to the white pussy and the white pocketbook. There's nothing more to it than that. Just and if we give in to them, we die. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the, see, all these memes that we're talking about come directly from the Jews. The very notion that America is pluralist rather than primarily British and Northwestern European comes directly from the Jews at, at, in 1900. And Israel's saying, well, oh, we're a melting pot. You see, well, that's, that's, that's getting the nose under the tent, but eventually it comes, oh, we're pluralist. We're, we're, you assimilate here, you're melting pot. Well, now they've done away even with the assimilation. They're just third worlders in America turning America into the third world. And corporate America and political America play along with it. What do you see in TV? Every single thing celebrates white stupidity and promotes niggerism at the basis level. Music, culture, anything else. And there's no way to get away from it. Yeah, no whites don't even work as hard as non-whites. That's what they float now, and they successfully foisted that thought upon whites. Oh yeah, these all these Mexicans are real hard workers, harder working than you white people. Yeah, they they. Oh hell, they they can, they can tell us anything now. They can tell us we can't produce enough. They tell Germans they can't produce enough engineers. The German race. Yeah. <laughs> oh That's incredible. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, they they yeah. tell us we can't produce cars anymore. I mean, it, it, it's absurd. It it's is crazy. Well, look, we get, we got to move on, guys, or we'll get hung up on this forever. But uh, it's time to move on to the, the nigger portion, the TNB, the free government cheese. Roll the clip, Stan. This <laughs> my niggas. It's time for the TNB section of our program. Now, what we're going to talk about is here is uh, niggers have had an active week gang raping various women. We've got uh, one in Detroit. Or a white woman was raped, and then we've got one in uh, out in uh, Fresno, California, where it appears that ten niggers, members of the Fresno Community College and Reedley College Community College football teams, raped a runaway 11-year-old Mexican child. Think about that. Now, in my research, ESPN has done not a single story on this gang rape, whereas they ran literally hundreds on the false rape allegations leveled against solid white kids at Duke by a nigger stripper. And uh, this is this is pretty typical. Have you guys seen anything about either one of these stories? The suspect in the Fresno case here looks like the uh, the uh, false uh, false rape accuser in the Duke case. They look like I, did, I did notice <laughs> that the uh, Duke case has kind of dropped off the map since this one appeared. I suppose maybe they're thinking that if they push the Duke case, you know, this this one will become a little more obvious. I, I saw one tiny mention on, I can't remember, either CNN or Fox. They mentioned that there was an accused gang rape. That was it. I haven't seen anything subsequently. And uh, there was, uh, on the Duke one, yeah, it's died down now somewhat, but I guess the uh, the prosecutor, Wilfong, is still, or Nifong, is still pursuing it as far as I know. And that's already a couple months old, but there were literally there were hundreds of articles on it published, all mm-hmm. published on ESPN, you know, the main global sports network that everyone's familiar with. And my point is, you've got ten niggers molesting a kid. That's another thing they like to accuse white males of. It's played up in the in the Jew-controlled fictions that white males are always the ones who are guilty of molesting children, when in fact blacks rape and molest children at higher levels than whites do. Another little-known oh. fact. What, do they have, a, a few dozen counts against these guys, or are they going to hundreds? How long did they pass around this 11-year-old? The last, basically what happened, is, it seems, is that a couple of Mexicans, or at least one of them and her friend, ran away from home, ended up in an, uh, a dorm complex or an apartment complex populated by Fresno Community College niggers. This is sort of a community college where the niggers go to up their grades a bit, and then they get into a four-year school. 
and then hopefully go pro if they can. But it's it's like the one in uh, what was the girl down in somewhere down south where they sent the Brittany Benetton, who is like a genius level IQ, and they sent her at 14 or 15 to live in a dorm at UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and she was, you know, quickly they they, they stick this 14, 15 year old girl in a dorm full of nigger football players who end up giving her uh, booze and uh, and fucking her and passing her around, and she was completely fucked up. Of course, she's underage, so we don't know what the deal is with her today. But, you know, they stick in humans among niggers, and then they're surprised at the results. Well, the Jews aren't. They're, they're happy with the results. That, the results are intended. They intend to mess up white women and the white race by telling them that breeding and mixing with blacks and Mexicans is a good idea. That's their well, genetic the, assault on our kind of people. Well, the comment I have about this is uh, Mexicans are very politically organized. And uh, so here you have a, uh, a little Mexican girl raped by a bunch of niggers. And where is Voz de Aslan? He's a, he's a, uh, a Reconquista blogger here. And uh, you brought this up, Alex, in a private conversation. Yeah. Uh, where, where is the outrage among the Mexicans? And this is very curious. And, and this, uh, it's, I'm, it's I'm, a damn I'm, good I'm, question, and I honestly don't have an answer for it. I don't see why Voz would cover it up. Uh, maybe they hadn't heard about it, and it's been downplayed, but... Um, there's all kinds of fights between blacks and Mexicans in, in, all over California at different high schools because everybody hates niggers. Well, the thing <laughs> is, it makes me suspicious, Alex, because I, I'm a very suspicious person today and uh, because of uh, reality. And I think, uh, I think a, uh, maybe a conscious decision has been uh, made by the, 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 the Reconquista elite uh, to hush these stories up. Uh, and uh, because for for the for the for the long term benefit of getting rid of whites, uh, you know, uh, you know, hushing up these real divisions among Mexicans and uh, and blacks, for the sake of uh, unity in uh, ro- uh, you know rooting out white America. Uh, you know, th- I know that's a bit of a, a, a you know a bit conspiratorial, a bit far fetched in some degree, but uh, you know, why would uh, you know these these reconquistists? Uh, like this, they're very outspoken on so many issues. Like well, I, think, Aslan. I can see why the Jew-controlled press would play it down. I don't yes. see why the Mexican nationalist press would, because they want to get rid of niggers every bit as they want to get get rid of whites. They're not going to provide social networks for niggers and free money for niggers the way we do once they have political power. They're, no, they're going to wipe the them out. out of out of South, Southern California. And uh, see, people got to understand where niggers are. In the U.S., niggers are in a broad swath from roughly Galveston, Texas, over to the coast and, and, and up a ways. And that's where 50% of your American niggers are. There's not a huge amount of niggers in the West. And they're getting somewhat pushed out of California by, uh, by invading Mexicans. So uh, the Mexicans have no love lost for niggers. Play well, I, I saw the judge only made the veil. He sounds as if he's a white judge, John Vogt or Vogt, V-O-G-T. Except the veil says at 55000 each for these for these uh, rapists, gang rapists, <laughs> yeah. child, 11 years old. So that means they have to come up with 5,500, 10%. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is something like, uh, what, would they, what would it be, Craig, if they were, if they were hate? Haters like Winicky, what would the bail be? Something like five fucking million or something. <laughs> White words are, well, are, are more dangerous to the system than black deeds. And Pierce used to write that eventually in multicultural America, niggers raping whites will just be considered a simple physical assault. It will be reduced from. It'll just be another another attack, you know, like he punched him or something. But let me let me let me read a little. And and first, let me say about Fresno. I saw a few years ago uh, when I had cable. I saw uh, 
there's a documentary about Jerry Tarkanian and the Fresno State basketball team. It, a, it just showed you what a joke these niggers are and what a joke the idea that they can, they can perform higher education. Uh, it, what it is is basically all these niggers on their, on their basketball team, Tarkanian, I think he's now retired, a basketball coach, all these niggers, almost to a man, had bastard babies. To get their schoolwork done, basically they have a bunch of white chicks from Fresno are doing all their, writing all their papers for them, and, and the niggers, you know, he may, he may write it with his own hand, but the, 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 white, the white chicks are giving them all. It's a complete joke. It, it, and our country is a complete joke because we, we, toler, we not only tolerate stuff like this, we subsidize it. It's treated as something heroic. We're supposed to be obsessed with these sports niggers who are little more than walking apes. And it really is like a bunch of kids hosting a, you know, a, a tea party or something and talking these things like they're a, a teddy bear, like it's a living person, and pouring its cup of tea and pretending it can communicate with you. That's what it's like to pretend these niggers are capable of college. They're just fucking apes. They're apes that breed like monsters, like hydras. And there's a, there's a larger generation, but uh, uh, that I can't, you know, I wish I could give you the name of that documentary. It was absolutely hilarious. Remember that one professor we covered? He he said they'd be in the back listening to Walkmans and everything, and they'd ask, please turn your Walkmans down if you're going to (laughs) participate. The the niggers sit there all sullenly at the one out of eight classes they attend with their their iPod on their head and their little earbuds in, and they don't listen to the lecture. That's your nigger getting a college education. But let let me just read a little of this, because you're not hearing about this case at all. July 13th, rape case's latest sports camp in Fresno. Imagine if you had a dorm of white athletes around an 11-year-old nigger child. Just imagine that that would get, I mean, the coverage of that would be unimaginable. Now the city is grappling with the alleged gang rape of an 11-year-old girl who ran away from a group home Friday and ended up the next night at a party full of Fresno City College football recruits. Residents here say they are heartsick over the allegations that as many as 10 men and teenagers may have been involved in the attack and concern for the girl at the center of them. Uh, but, you know, they go on to... Uh, basically, what they've done is arrest two niggers. One of them is actually named after a Civil War general, or at least has the same name as a Civil War general, which, how he got that, I have no idea, but his name is Mackie Davis, and there was a Civil War general. Uh, two of his four names were Mackie Davis, the last two. But uh, the shocking details quickly drew national media attention to city, well, they may have drawn it quickly, but it sure disappeared quickly. There's, there's been no, I've checked ESPN every day after that. There hasn't been anything about it. There was a, there was a half a paragraph mentioned on one of their page two articles, and that was it. It hasn't made the front page at all. And yet, one of the uh, car drivers made some remark about Danielle Patrick uh, being on the rag and how that might help her driving. And of course, that was made a front page story on ESPN. So making a slightly anti-feminist remark will get you on page one of ESPN. But if you're a nigger and you rape, uh, you rape an 11-year-old child, that's not even a woman. That's a child. That's, that's child molestation and gang rape in one. ESPN won't report it at all because they're black football players. And, and the Jews at ESPN are always going to protect the niggers at the expense of uh, <laughs> whatever they do to, to, to not even whites, even to other minorities. They won't report it. And Jeff is right in that instance. That's to protect that. You know, minorities form a united front. It's the old Jew communist technique. You know, you form a united front against the, the enemy, which is the white man. Then you disguise your attack in neutral language, but you always portray whites as fools and feckless on the, on the ads on TV. Well, just to conclude, it's treated as though the problem is Fresno and its athletic culture. No, the problem's niggers. Anywhere you get niggers, you're going to get this story. 
It, it's not. It, it wasn't Fresno down at University of Alabama, Birmingham. It, the common factor there, folks, is niggers. Where you have niggers, you have problems. Where you have niggers, is the Jews must cover it up. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, white women uh, and the role they're playing in assisting these niggers, and a lot of these white women pay severely for their crimes and uh, not for their crimes, but they get they get preyed upon because of where they put themselves. And uh, out of Denver, there was another one. There was another gang rape by a uh, two blacks, uh, Johnny Fuller and Melvin Williams, and they raped uh, a white woman. Her name is Sarah Martino. And uh, she, you know, no doubt put herself in a, in, a, in a bad situation. I'm not sure how she ran into these people. But, you know, in the case of Mr. Fuller, he had 52 previous convictions and had molested a little girl. Uh, again, uh, he raped the little girl. Now, what's interesting about this case, and, and, and Alex uh, is one of the few uh, uh, white nationalists, I guess I can use that term, to talk about uh, the, the dangerous situation our women are in and how they are, are, are kind of put in roles are not supposed to be in. Um, she um, <clears throat> she spoke out very publicly, Miss Martino, about this, but she never, uh, uh, she just wanted to give other women strength. And But there was no racial discussion of this, and not even by the reporters. And it, the story, of uh, her story out of Denver, is one of just uh, feminine pity and feminine sorrow yeah. and hand-wringing. There is no discussion of the cause of this. There is no uh, getting to the truth of the matter. And, there, and, of course, the report was by women, too. And this is mm -hmm. why we really need, we need, we need men to get in here, white men to get in here, and discuss why this is happening. And, and, and speak, uh, not, not fag men uh, who are uh, populated in the newsroom today, but, but white, brave white men. We must come and assert ourselves and get rid of this oprification of our country. And uh, uh, because we will never get to the bottom of this of this problem, this is a a rape case out of Denver. Yes, she um, was walking home. It said at 6:30 in the morning after yeah. working all night, and she was 26 right. years old. And they threw her into a van. And and we've had others. I even had someone in my family who was uh, working as a waitress and got off early in the a.m. and was chased by a car full of uh, Mexicans and was lucky to get away. But there's been other stores of that where they have hounded them either to death or they've uh, eventually raped them and murdered them um, just because they're running free. And as I've written on the site, we had a local here uh, who actually lives a couple blocks from where I used to live with my grandmother who, uh, who was killed over in Iraq, and they had a funeral you know, across the street at the middle school from where she lives. And they had hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and these people are happy to run off and die, and they really consider it heroic. And the local Rotarians give awards to a local Mexican business owner who I, I'm not sure, I, I can only allege, but we've already had Mexicans, I don't know whether they were legal or not, the paper will not report on it. There have been two murders. Now, granted, they've been of other Mexicans, but this is in Kirksville, a town of 17,000. Meanwhile, the people who employ the, either these murderers or their friends, because it was known that the two Mexicans, one of them stabbed the other. They both worked in fast food here, and it's extremely likely they worked for one of the three Mexican restaurants in town. And, and it's quite possible they worked for the guy that the, the, the local Mexican who owns one of those restaurants who was given an award by the Rotarians. So the same people who are celebrating our kids' lives being wasted over in Iraq are giving awards to the Mexicans who are invading us. And then when I talk about it, why the Jew sends their district leader up from St. Louis to, to work with the local church to call me the hater, when Linders have been living here for 150 years, 
and are integrated into the community. And this, sure, this we're, is the we're, we're absurdity these multiple that is America today. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. We're, we're the worst, we're the lowest of the low. That's but Craig, here's the thing, and when we pass out the papers telling them, here's, here's the people who are directing the attack in Iraq, here's their reasoning and what they're doing, they don't want to hear it. So, you want to go die for a day? Fuck you, go do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to talk everyone I possibly can out of going to Iraq. I'm not going to pretend. And it pissed me off. I only heard about it after the fact. Otherwise, I would have got a digital camera because they had, uh, they had uh, Fred Phelps and his crew come up, and they were protesting because Matt Blunt, the, the boy governor of Missouri, has signed off on some law where you can't protest with an ex-speed of a military funeral. But this was a ceremony that took place at a at junior high, so I guess they could. And apparently what they did... My grandma said it was the the streets were totally aligned with with people, you know, basically the left half of the bell curve out there, you know, waving the flags, happy to support their local hero who basically he he got trained as a marine and died almost, you know, practically the minute he got over there. And uh uh they uh they they set up special areas for protesters, which has kind of become the way in America, like we saw out in, when we were in Topeka, you know, you wanted to protest, okay, you'll do it in a day that we decide you'll do it in the, in the physical space that we decide you'll you'll be searched and have your irises scanned and have a mirror stuck yeah, where, where they set that up in the Mexican streets a few weeks ago yeah they, they don't they, way stations there well what I what they do is tell the whites to stay out of the way of the Mexicans so this yeah. country is being run against your just nothing good is coming from all this white man hey, the hey, only logical end point is your extinction hey patriotic white man why don't you do something really brave really radical really straightforward stay home in this country and defend your women how about that well you know how, how, i wanted yeah. to <laughs> i wanted to go off on the point that you're making it because you know it fits i come from a family that's heavily into athletics and you know we grew up playing soccer playing baseball uh playing football and for that's all we did and a lot a lot of what we were interested in and that's partly what leads to this culture of these girls. And if you watch football on a Saturday at college, you'll always see that they get half the uh, student sort of trainers on the sidelines. are always going to be these attractive blonde chicks who are catering to these, these niggers who are these football heroes and looked up to. Well, when you create an athletic culture through Nike and through the government approving of this sort of mass and circuses for the, for the morons, what do you, women follow a pattern. If the pattern is sports are everything and niggers are everything at sports, well, of course they're going to follow that and think niggers are gods on earth. And they're going to do whatever they can to become part of that complex, whether it's opening their legs to, to sports niggers or whether it's helping them on the sidelines or writing their papers for them. Of course they're going to go into that. You as a white man have to point out not only the truth. Point out, point out the truth about sports is niggers aren't that good at them. They're not, niggers are not good at anything. Okay, there's active discrimination going on against whites in college football, and that's one of the few sports that uh, in which whites don't actively dominate and lead. So what niggers aren't even as good as whites at sports. We had a Chinese guy the other day break uh, the world record for the uh, 110 meter hurdles. So niggers are so great at sports they can't even outrun a goddamn gook. Think about it. One, one of the guys in the Italian parliament who's a right winger said uh, recently that's the reason that the French team lost to uh, his national team. They had too many niggers on the team. I, wa I watched the, 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 a lot of the uh, World Cup because I like soccer. Uh -huh. And uh, uh -huh. after not having TV for a couple of years, I uh, got it briefly. But uh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Italian team was uh, all white, and the French team was mostly uh, Algerians, like Zidane, the guy who headbutted <laughs> the Italian. Man, they they built up Zidane the whole time as some kind of hero, and then at the very end of the last game, when the game's on the line, when the championship's on the line, 
he puts a truly sublime headbutt on the, on the Italian. I mean, he fucking cranked him. But uh, it was uh, just funny that they, you know, they, as always, they build up a minority, they fall flat in their face because they don't have a character to handle it. They don't. They they may be good at whatever the sport is, but they almost never have character that will back it up. And and they're, but they're not. It's it's like penis length. Practically all of uh, TV is devoted to, among the other fictions, you know, the fiction that blacks have uh, bigger dicks than whites, hence are more masculine. But it isn't true. When they've done studies, whites actually have the longest penises. Not very many people know that. But, you know, you'll, you'll see in TV, I remember one in particular years ago. I don't remember what it was, but it showed a bunch of uh, the white characters of some primetime drama. They're all gaping, wide-eyed past a pussy as shit, some nigger coming out of the shower, like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a real penis before, I saw that one on that naked nigger. And this meme is repeated continually. And again, this is put there to get in the minds of women that only blacks are real men. Whites are just stupid little pussies, which every ad goes to confirm. This is a deliberate racial attack, and they're putting our guys in prison and calling them haters for objecting to this scheme of things? That's what we see with Winicky. Now, you, you fight back and you're the hater. Look, I'm telling you, it's going to come to violence. And any white nationalist who tells you otherwise is a fucking nadless clown because they're they are cutting off all other avenues. They're, you, they're saying you can't say this. Even if you say this in one little corner of the Internet, you know, we're not going to allow you to say this in public. We're not going to let you on TV. TV is, is, and it's not on TV, it doesn't exist. That's the bottom line. And it's not me saying that. I'm repeating what Berlusconi, an Italian Jew who has, owns a huge media conglomerate, has said. And let me tell you, there's another way that you want to talk about how politics is rigged. What, what happened in the Italian professional soccer league is the same set of teams have been winning year after year, and fans didn't know it. it just like politics, it seems like it's covered up because they never give you like the white side or my team never wins. It seems like there's a conspiracy. Well, there was. Influence peddling was resulting in, in certain refs being appointed to certain games, which tended to help certain teams win, so that it became almost inevitable. Well, that's what control the media means. It's just like controlling the refs in a soccer game. They decide what is legitimate play and what isn't. We get excluded from the picture, and it ends up in our genocide. Our genocide is the ultimate end goal of all those seemingly ridiculous commercials that you see on TV. Oh, they seem innocent. They seem like they're just making fun of the one group you can make fun of. Well, who made it that we're yeah. the only group you can make fun of? It's the fucking Jews. And there's they're no, there's no more complex answer. It's the Jews who did it. And you've got to get destroy the Jews physically to reclaim our freedom. There's no way out but through the Jews. Why isn't Kevin McDonald on Fox, people? Think about that. I'd like to well, say one more thing about, about this. Um, about about this and and you know we can't uh, destroy the media right now but if you're a white man out there listening and I think this is very important you've got to establish some sort of authority in your home and you know you've got to show yourself uh, to be an honorable straightforward upstanding man I know this is all rather hokey and old-fashioned but if you're walking around out there with a baseball cap on backwards if you got these baggy pants on and if you're strutting and strolling like one of these niggers you have got to stop that You've got to get that goddamn baseball cap off your head and that stupid, mindless grin off your face and stand up straight and look these people in the eye. And first of all, with your women, you've got to be serious with them and you've got to let them know you have a plan and you have ideas and you're in control to some degree. Now, that isn't, yeah, uh, there, are 40 year olds, there are 40-year-old white men walking around like that in this country. I've seen them. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. 40 years old. You've got to establish authority in your home. You, know, you have to be a reasonable man, an Aryan man, 
but you've got to get your shit in order at home and have kids and uh, you know establish true. some and establish some discipline in your house and don't act like a goddamn nigger and i know there's some of you out there that are doing this that walk around out there with those like red green panel baseball caps i see on or or, or with sports caps with ridiculous t-shirts on that uh, make you look like an illiterate stop it yeah exactly only you can be a white man the nigger doesn't have the chance he he hasn't got the genetic capacity he can only be a nigger so why would you want to be a nigger <laughs> i mean when you can be the lord of the jungle oh, yeah. Yeah, i mean exactly. i was watching rounder's video and he was talking to uh his uh, his people back in the 80s, and in, in one speech, Stan put online, and uh, it's on there. I think it's Sticky Stan. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, Rounder said he doesn't get any pleasure from running down uh, uh, niggers any, any more than he would from you know running down an a animal who is who is less than he. But uh, when when they insist that they're the same and that they have to be in the schools and they have to be in his in, in every institution, and not only in them but you know, essentially controlling them. Uh, that's when he and has to it's not even that them that are insisting. It's the Jews who are insisting in yes. their name. They're yes. a hand puppet for the Jews. The niggers would be perfectly happier and, in many ways, literally better off to be in their own segregated communities where they still had the the talented tent to lead them and and to keep their violence. You know, keep it down to a dull roar. You know, as your as your parent might have shouted at you when you were you were a kid. You know, and you're making too much noise. Well. When they had their own communities, they could kind of keep some control, and we kept them apart from us so we could live up to human levels. Well, the Jew, we let the Jews in through immigration. We pretend, because of our idiotic Christian heritage, that, oh, they're just individuals. Well, no, they're not individuals. They're working as a hostile tribe to undercut us for their own advantage, and that means using the nigger and the Mexican as a tool to destroy our society, to crowbar it open and get in and seize the valuables, our money and our pussy. That's and one of the want. ironies of all this, if these minorities all over the country... And whites are the largest minority just now, I would guess, or on the verge of it. Anyway, we all prefer, all people prefer to live with their own people. That's why Asians and, and some Hispanics control little cities like San Jose. And yeah. uh, the, the Mexicans control essentially all of Southern California. And the niggers are in Atlanta and St. Louis. People like it. They, 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 they don't think whites understand. You know, if whites go to try to live in an all-nigger neighborhood, they're not going to understand all of that. Or, or whites in a Mexican neighborhood. Everyone knows this. but they And that desire, that desire to live among your own is treated as natural and normal. I mean, I saw a... Uh, yeah. One reason I, I got TV is I wanted to make some... You know, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, and I want to dip back in and just get some more fodder to write about it. I mean, one thing I saw is a daily show going to the... Uh, there's a, a white guy, a normal white guy, a hetero white guy, living in the heart of queer San Francisco. And, of course, you know, they're making fun of it, but... The, the tacit assumption there is that the queers, even queers, even faggots, even men who fuck each other up the ass, right, have they have their right to live in, in a community and define its mores, but not normal white people. <laughs> We're the one group on earth that can't, doesn't deserve to have our own little sphere where we can leave ha live happily, even though we are the people who have built the goddamn modern world. The rest of these fuckers are just free riders. Oh, the Jews cured polio. Yeah, well, a Jew is ahead of the team. <laughs> a Jew stole the credit for curing polio. What about every other goddamn disease? Do they credit those to Christians or to whites? No. When are they going to have a day when Jews thank everybody else for building the world that Jews occupy? The high position. I would like man. to make uh, one criticism of what you said, Alex. Uh, they're not free riders. They're parasites. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're worse than free riders. They're, in fact, oh, yeah. parasites. <laughs> But you're right. Your posting, 
about what in the Magna Carta uh, the Jews were mentioned in, in, in usury and so forth. I, that, I thought that was quite interesting. What are you talking about? I'm not sure that missed me. The Magna Carta? Oh, yeah, there was mention of Jews in, uh, in the Magna Carta, right? Well, I just, it was something I think Jeff posted this week. I'm not sure. Uh, no, it was someone else who posted that. I don't know who else. did well, that. Well, let, let me, I, I posted, yeah. uh, I posted uh, a, a book written by a, a loyal uh, Briton, uh, Captain Ramsay, and he mm -hmm. was talking about the Jewish connection between all the major political upheavals of the last three, four hundred years, starting not even in France, but earlier than that in Britain. And what happened was the Jews who had been expelled from England used their money to bribe uh, uh, Cromwell to kill the king, have his agents kill the king, and let the Jews back into Britain. And that is a... Uh, that's how the the Jews originally got back into into Britain. Came to in a couple hundred years after that, established the bank that soon had the rest of Europe in in debt through the House of the Rothschilds. And, uh, we we still suffer from that today, as we've got the Jews running the uh, running the Fed. And I don't know if you notice gold. Like, I, I keep going in different directions, but look, gold has gone up. It's already six seventy. It was three hundred a couple of years ago. So. If all this is going to come to violence, it surely must be quite a uh, bloody and late backlash by the time it gets to that point. Well, it, in fact, Craig, it already is violence. It's just on a low level, and it's all it's all one way. We aren't I fighting back that, because no. we're clapped in prison if we even talk about this stuff. But when whites when do begin to Canada. fight back, the, the relative few, perhaps, that, uh, that will fight back, surely they're going to be in, uh, in a pretty angry state. Well, got to look at people. Look at look at the. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in a minute about the, the people fighting the Jews over in the so-called Middle East or Southwestern Asia. If you like your geography accurate, um, it's only the Middle East because the Jews are involved. It used to be called the Near East, <laughs> but of course, Jews have to be center stage no matter what's going on. You might think, what has South Africa got to do with America? These are different places and different people, but no. You see, if you accept that race is what determines culture, which is the truth, you will see that you can go from society to society and look at the racial mixture to find out how the politics will play out. And what you always find is the same thing. The more the, the, the Jew control that allows the niggers to come in, the worse things are. And it's almost, I'm sure it could be scientifically plotted. Now, we've been talking about these gang rapes in America, but there's a place where it's even worse, and that place is South Africa. And I want to use this time to alert listeners, of which there are a growing number, I'm glad to say, uh, to, of Goy Fire, to a new blog spot. And that is uh, South Africa is Crap. Uh, put a nice bald face on it. And the guy writes about uh, crime and statistics. He can make a point, you know, if you're going to come to South Africa... You know, you're likely not even to make it from the airport into Johannesburg. You're going to be chopped down along the way. And there's all kinds of stories of people raping and murdering people. What the niggers out there will do is throw stuff in the road to disable cars, and then they'll attack the inhabitants. We know about their killing thousands of farmers, which is covered up by the Jewish media that, that celebrates. Any, any white-on-black violence is celebrated for decades. Of course, I mean celebrated in, a, in an ironic sense. Um, but anyway, SouthAfricaIsCrap.blogspot.com, and you'll get a lot, a lot of stuff. And one point the guy makes is, uh, or, or I'd like to make, he doesn't make it directly, but 
it's it, we've heard that oh you know the crime was so much worse in major American cities in the 90s and just now they're starting to pick up that crime is getting a lot worse and they're talking about it particularly in Washington D.C. which is the biggest uh, nigger majority city in America possibly outside of Detroit but the point is that oh crime died down for a few years but now it's coming back well the point I want to make is that when you get nigger majorities in, in, in cities not only do you have incredible amounts of crime you get bogus reporting because the cops become politicized. That is, niggers, incompetent niggers are appointed to head the police as soon as minorities become a sizable percentage of the population in any given city. And those niggers, being incompetent, wish to cover up their incompetence by not reporting on crime accurately. So when they say crime is down in all these cities, it may be down slightly, but I guarantee you there's a lot of crime that's simply not being reported. Uh, but anyway, my point is that the countries are political constructs. They're, they're, they're lines on a map that may or may not reflect reality, but race is far more real than these political lines so that wherever you see it and it really can be plotted scientifically the number of niggers uh, equates to x percentage of rapes and murders here in america blacks are maybe thirteen fourteen percent of the population uh... but but in south africa they're about ninety percent of the population they're about thirty five out of forty million are black or colored and the rapes and murders are the highest anywhere in the world, worse than in war zones. And that is the future America is headed for as she becomes darker, as she becomes what she is not, because we have the, the Jews are the ones who define us to ourselves. They redefine our history, they indoctrinate our kids with that, and they teach us to be happy about being essentially raped, murdered, and displaced by niggers. So check out South Africa's crap, blogspot.com. And uh, we'll be reporting from that on uh, VNN's front page regularly. I hate to tell you, boy, that you have AIDS. You got the AIDS. You may have caught it when you stuck that filthy needle in here. Or maybe all that unprotected sex that you hear. It isn't clear, but what we're certain of is you have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. Not HIV, but full-blown AIDS. Be sure that you see that this is not HIV. I'm sorry, I wish it was something less serious. But in case you've got the One further thing in, in our typical nigger behavior section of this of today's report. Uh, the, the final thing was a little story I saw from which I'm going to read. It's about one in 70 New Yorkers having AIDS, or as I like to call it, Q-RID, Q-R-I-D, standing for queer-related immune deficiency. The original name given AIDS, AIDS being a collection of symptoms first noted by doctors in San Francisco and New York, was GRID, gay-related immunodeficiency. Of course, gay in itself is, is a bogus word. It should be queer. Queer-related immunodeficiency is the proper name of AIDS, and it has a nice acronym, Q-RID, because it gets rid of queers. Whatever it is, whether it's an actual disease caused by an actual virus or whether it's simply a, the name given to a, cl a collection of symptoms resulting in the destroyed immune systems of these partying, pill-popping faggots, it doesn't matter. It's wiping out fags, and that's a good thing. But let me read from this. So, so one in 70 New Yorkers has AIDS, right? But, but taken more closely, one in 40 niggers in New York has AIDS, one in 25 men living in Manhattan has AIDS, one in 12 niggers between 40 and 49 has AIDS. One in 10 uh, fags has AIDS. 
One in eight uh, injection drug users has AIDS. And, uh, well, now this, this is, is interesting because the same story says one in five black men from 40 to 49 in man. Oh, okay, there it is. One in five niggers in Manhattan between 40 and 49 has AIDS. So basically, at, at the heart of the people who are lecturing the rest of America, the heart of the, the, the blue portion where they're, they're living the way you're supposed to live, they're all dying of AIDS because they put their philosophy into practice. So we don't want what they have. They got Was niggers that Frank and song, White Girls? I'll take Manhattan. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> 20% yeah. chance if you're bang, uh, banging some uh, uh, baboon baby boomer, 40 yeah. to 49. <laughs> yeah, the, those are the niggers, the powerful niggers who like to relax with a Kleenex to wipe their glasses yeah, in between right. their ex executive decisions and Influential shit. Influential niggers. And a cool yeah, 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 just caring, responsible, thoughtful niggers. But <laughs> the ones we're it, seeing on those car ads, I guess. Yeah, they, they they love to depict these Negroes as as scientists, or uh, oh, what did I see? I was I was watching a little thing on TLC, and and guy swallows a pushpin, right? It's one of these stupid medical shows. As I've redipped into TV, and the guy accidentally swallows a pushpin. It's inside him, and it's causing all kinds of problems. Who do they call in to solve this delicate operation? Do <laughs> fucking nigger comes in to pull the pushpin? Now, do you think they fucking didn't change the race of that doctor? Would you let a nigger try to operate Ooh, in your chest? No. Not unless you were crazy, you wouldn't. You, you know, know the nigger's going to have been substandardly trained, like in uh, oh, those people Reagan rescued out of the uh, the Virgin Islands Medical School or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. TV, all, all TV is a science fiction channel. Yep. I'm trying to put it into an epigram, but I mean, it's all it, it creates this world in which niggers is really responsible, thoughtful, caring intelligent creatures, which is nowhere really? seen in reality. It's utterly bizarre. Here, here's a comic image. Imagine, uh, imagine niggers running a complex electrical grid for a, for a, for a city. And uh, this, <laughs> this, this, uh, just imagine the mayhem that would create. And, and Leroy, the, Leroy would be trying to fuck the transformer and be fucking or steal the copper in minutes. <laughs> yeah, we see that number two is us snitching the copper. That that that's that's the thing in in South Africa. They uh -huh. literally one thing I read in the blog spot is they literally can't even keep these bridges up because the niggers are fucking stealing all the aluminum and selling it to uh, you know junk collectors because anything of value. In a society that's 80% nigger, I mean, they can't produce value. They, they can't work at any real job because they don't have any brains. So what do they do? They steal shit. And, and well, you, you can't maintain a civilized society that's made up of niggers. Well, the reason why I bring that up, uh, the electrical grid, is because that's what's happened in South Africa. And I read a story from the Telegraph where, uh, you know, just 10, 15, 20 years ago, South Africa had the most modern electrical grid in the world, and now it's failing. And this is reported in the Telegraph. And, and what they've gone to doing is they, they, they put little interactive symbols now on, on the television, uh, broadcast out on the television, like in the corner, like in a soccer game or something. You see like these, these little icons and stuff. And, and it actually you know, uh, warns people in certain parts of the city the, the state of the electrical grid, whether it's uh, yeah. you know, red, would, red would be like an imminent failure and then, yeah. and then, you know, green would be everything is going well. And they actually have one, this was so humorous, they actually have one that says, uh, your electricity is out. For <laughs> 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 <So> the TV. <laughs> your electricity so is out, dog. <laughs> you ain't be so seeing this and shit, but if you was, <laughs> you'd be. <laughs> well, what they need yeah, to they do. Yeah, they have a symbol there that says your electricity's out. 
It's really the helpful. The AIDS problem in Manhattan is serious, though. We, we, they need to send in Bill Gates and Bono and Warren Buffett in there to address this. And, and Craig, Craig what, did the, what did those clowns do? We, we've had this clown Buffett who hails from the, the least attractive part of the country. He's got billions of dollars. He's a great investor. And he gives billions to, to uh, Bill Gates, who's retired from Microsoft, and is going to devote this to solving poverty in the third world. Well, he better come up with an IQ injection, AIDS. because that's the problem. They're hot on AIDS, too. You know, if you, you, if you gave every nigger in the world a million dollars tomorrow, within one year, 99.9% .9 of them would have blown the money. I so they're going to say GM would be revived. <laughs> yeah, there, there would be the uh, crystal and shit like that would be doing fine. But, I mean, niggers are going to spend it all on consumables. They don't have the brains to think for the long term. Only the it's human section article. of the population can do that. And, by the way, you, you've been reading that, these stats from the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. But, anyway, uh, it says yeah, here the, they the, had... Yeah, yeah the it, heart of the, the blue heart. Right. It says here they had HIV for... Uh, over a thousand of these, thousand thirty-eight of them, had had AIDS for full-blown AIDS for ten years before they figured it out. <laughs> well, what that that puts, uh, that to me gives credence to the idea that it's more a collection of uh, s symptoms than any real disease caused by the HIV bug, which may or may not be present, but may not be the cause. It's it, the problem is the way that they're living, and that, of course, is the one thing that the media won't report because it, it amounts to a not even necessarily moral judgment, but just saying, look, if you stick your dick up men's asses and you, you drink all the time, you pop a lot of pills and you party, you're probably going to wreck your immune system and die at about 40. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the media doesn't want to judge anything except for us people who are telling you the truth. We're the only ones that's acceptable to judge. What be these boils breaking out all over my face, huh? <laughs> 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 the problem. Go see your dermatologist. Yeah, that, that's exactly, that's when, when AIDS first came to prominence is because these, these doctors in San Francisco were seeing these giant purple blotches on the legs of these faggots. And it was, became a syndrome, a collection of syndrome. Yeah, we're seeing these gays with all these really nasty shit going on. And, of course, this is within a decade of the so-called liberation of the fags where they can, they can be faggots in public and have their little fag bars and their little bathhouses and... Within 10 right. years, there's already a lethal disease developed from fags yeah, being liberated. Yeah, but the bug chasers, you know, I was just going to say, the, the bug chasers, once they catch it, and I'm sure it's the same in the congoloidal community, is, uh, you know, they're treated unctuously by health care professionals, mental health care professionals, uh, you know, government agents of all stripe. I mean, look, who, who's more revered in society, a white racist or anybody with AIDS? Come on. Oh, well, let them down. Craig, look at, look at TV and the absolute celebration of homosexuals and the idea that no one has any style or taste save for faggots, faggot decorators are everywhere. Oh, and, oh and yeah. Fags have queer great taste. The queer guy or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that mentality has really taken over things, and, and white women's friends are faggots. That's uh -huh. a very common theme. If, they're, if, they, if they, don't have, they have a nigger boyfriend and, and, a, and a faggot best friend, is a new ideal for white women is put forward on Jew vision. It's it's nice to see AIDS destroying these these populations of fags and blacks, but the honest truth is that it really isn't. I mean, it's taken away the bleeding edge of them, maybe. But it, it uh, you know, there's 600 plus million niggers in Africa, and the numbers are growing. A AIDS is making no substantial inroads among Africans, despite what white nationalists would like to believe. That's the unfortunate truth. But all things it's, considered, it's just better not to have it than not. It's not no, lethal it, enough. No, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. And there's also the fact that it may not even be a real disease. It may, like yes. I said, the, the theory is put out by substantial 
researchers, including Peter Duisberg at uh, Berkeley, that it simply refers to a collection of symptoms, as I said. I repeat myself because, fuck, you don't get this information anywhere else. So I'm going to be repetitive. I'm going to pound it in your damn head, and you go out and tell all your damn friends. Now, you stick to fucking semi-normal white girls, you're not going to get AIDS. AIDS is a thing that fags get and niggers get because they're niggers and they're crazy. And they, they don't behave like humans because they're not humans. They're niggers. To hold niggers to human standards of behavior is ridiculous. Only Republicans even pretend it's possible, but we know that they're bought out by the Jews. They won't say anything that the, the Jews don't want them to say. Their balls are Somebody in the posted car. this week that, uh, that uh, ghettos don't make niggers, niggers don't make ghettos, and you could say the same thing about Africa. Exactly, and, and we all know Robert E. Lee's quote, wherever you see the white man, things are rising and getting better around him. Wherever you see the nigger, things are getting worse. <laughs> well, I mean, goddamn, all I got to do is go over to, uh, you know, when I passed out the paper over there in Iowa. I mean, I didn't know where I was in that. There's four cities around the river, and I, I'm like, Jesus, this is a shitty area. And sure enough, what kind of creatures do I see walking around? A bunch of niggers. Niggers, I mean, you, how poor do you have to be to pick up your own yard? You know, if you have no money, you can still keep a clean yard and a good-looking house. But niggers don't care about that. I mean, you, you could walk through a city and not even raise your head, and the minute the ground starts getting worse, you know, yep, come to Niggerville. Mm -hmm. No pride. No pride at all. Just scummy animals that need to be kept away from humans. But what we have rampant, the white man's disease is, is this mental, this, this Christianity, oh, we're going to save every white man's burden to save the, his little brown brother. Let me tell you, white man, you're not as strong as you think. You think you can lift up all these fucking hundreds of millions of monkeys up to your level? No, you can't. What you can do is drown with them, and that's exactly what's happening. That's among the honest fools who think that they're going to save the world and think they're really doing good. Most of them are simply hateful, and they like... The fact that it's socially approved is shit on racists to tell you the, the simple facts about what's going on. So I become the bad guy because I tell you, hey, we've got, we're sending our own stupid fodder over to die in Iraq while the fucking Mexicans are invading Kirksville, and the local Renahick gentry is giving awards to the Mexicans who hire these murderers. Now, I'm the bad guy. They won't even print, print that letter on their, uh, the page where, of the Kirksville Daily Express where they take comments. You, in America, being an adult is just it's ridiculous. It's almost impossible. Yes. To be an adult in America, you're just a dumb fucking kindergartner, no matter how old you are. And if you want to talk or act like an adult, you know, you're, it doesn't make any sense. There's no room for adults in America. Just stupid children listening to kindergarten teachers. That's my resentment of, of modern times as much as anything. For everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war. Israeli ground forces across the border into southern Lebanon attacking. Now let's move on and, and discuss as our final. Uh, political discussion of what the Jews are doing to Lebanon and, and the innocent civilians they're killing. Typically what you see is the Hezbollah captures a couple of Israeli soldiers and it's referred to as a kidnapping, as though the Israelis aren't some kind of hostile force, as though they're innocent civilians. And yet when the Jews respond by murdering all kinds of innocent Lebanese families, why, they're always called, oh, they're killing militants. And the Jews are never described as terrorists. 
Although you would certainly experience what they're doing as terrorism if you lived on the other side of it. And they're doing all this with American money, $10 million a day, and a full American support, whether liberal or conservative. Everybody, oh, Israel, Israel can do whatever it wants. Israel is never wrong about anything. Uh, more and more people are learning the truth, I think particularly in Europe. They understand that Israel is a very aggressive, hostile country. It is extremely racist. All of the racism it denies every other group, the right to protect itself, it demands for itself. And no matter what Israel does, oh, Israel, everything Israel does is always self-defense. It's never aggressive warfare. I would like to begin this uh, with, with a discussion of a few facts. One, this, uh, this, abduction, uh, this abduction of Corporal Shallot was not the beginning of the round of violence. But the real beginning was when the Israeli army put a 155-millimeter uh, tank shell in, into the middle of a family, a Palestinian family, walking on the beach. This family was obliterated. Uh, days later, the Palestinians staged a very amazing display of organization. They tunneled underneath an Israeli outpost, uh, came up behind them, and slaughtered a bunch of IDF people and, uh, and abducted this corporal. And then events escalated from there. But the real genesis of this was the Israeli military putting a shell into a family of Palestinians walking on the beach. And Jeff, of course, Jeff, the yes. Jews are very ethical people. I find it hard to believe they would slaughter an innocent family having a picnic. Are you sure you're not making that up? I'm not making. <laughs> I'm not maybe, making. Maybe it you're up. just an anti-Semite who's, who's inventing fictions to portray the Jews falsely and, and smear them. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's pretty vicious on your part. It is vicious, isn't it? Yeah, and and you know what? I've become you, you know, to be honest, Stan, I've become livid over this situation in the Middle East, and I think people around the world uh, are really are noticing, uh, and they're noticing something's terribly wrong, and they're noticing uh, Israel, and they're noticing their expansionism, uh, repeated expansionism, in other other uh, countries. I just want to say, you, you've got to stand back when you're looking at this story in the Middle East. And don't pay attention to what the, the time frame of the media is and, and, and the emotional uh, push they put on the story. And you've got to look at this stuff as, as factual. What is Israel doing? They're in Lebanon. They're in Gaza. They're in other countries. They're sure. killing other people in other countries. They, yeah. and, and, and they have the balls With the most high-tech weapon on Earth. Yes. And then yes. they complain that Iran gave Hezbollah the rocket which hit their ship as if mm -hmm. somehow... That's outside the rules of the game. And meanwhile, they have the most efficient fleet of F-16s in the world, except for the United States. They say the Israeli pilots are better, better trained. CBS did a big thing about it years ago, 60 minutes, I think it was. Where does the money come from to supply Israel with this first-rate weaponry? Why, it comes right out of, you're in my pockets. Ten million a day is the known amount that flows to Israel out of your pockets, white man. The known amount. There's probably much more than that going to them. They use this to buy weaponry and to destroy their million and one enemies in their neighborhood and initiate foreign wars while blaming you and opening your country to Mexico. That's what we get from the Jews. And the people. And they've dominated Fox, the news with this for 45 years. It just goes on and on and on. And uh, they have these people living in a literal dust bowl over there, a denuded dust bowl, really. It's surrounded by a fence. 
Yeah, and all their major roads are cut off. And what the, what the Jews did when they when they back out, they like to drag the thing down the middle of the road and fuck it up so no cars can go down it. And the houses they occupy, they like to literally shit on yeah. counters and in cupboards. It's, it's just part of the Jewish culture is literally shitting on things. Oh, we're fine. We're the ethical people who brought the idea of God and commandments to the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Well, that Rabbi Yovadia, he can tell when the next... He's the head Sephardic rabbi. He can tell when the, when the next Messiah is coming, he said, by, by watching his stool float around the toilet bowl. He's <laughs> <laughs> have some remarkable abilities. <laughs> he's a high religious re- leader, very, very uh, erudite and yeah, uh, but learned. Just imagine you, you're out, you know, you're out in your own local area and you're having, you know, you spread out a blanket and you're expecting nothing worse than a few ants to interrupt your picnic and all of a sudden, boom, a shell lands in the middle and all of a sudden your family's dead. And I saw another picture of uh, some little kid in one of the houses that the Jews blew up. Of course, it was hiding terrorists, the Jews claim. And, you know, there's the kid, he's perfect, except his head's blown off. Just a bloody raw stump. Jews do that time after time after time. They don't report one word of it over here in our media. The best you can get a little bit of a handle through some of the uh, the Guardian or some of the British press. It's a little bit critical of Israel. But the people here on Fox, rabid apologists for Israel. Israel could kill everybody in, in the world, and these people would apologize for them. Yeah. They hit some, they hit some convoy. A mixture of civilians, I guess, and may, maybe some some troops were in there. But anyway, it was a great convoy fleeing, and it said that they grilled them, I guess, this week. And it reminded uh, the way it was described. It sounded exactly as the attack was on the Iraqis who were leaving Kuwait City uh, a few years ago. I'm sure people remember that many years ago now. Well, that's that's an old Allied practice. They used to do that with the Germans: is strafe, you know, streams of people leaving a city, and a, <laughs> that is well, the these are where the, who didn't the get killed alive by them in the in the yeah. cities. Yeah, I mean, the skeletons are still clutching the steering wheel. And, and, and as you point out, Alex, uh, Americans really get a gas out of this. They think it's, it's the high form of entertainment. And, you know, I, I think it's really it's happening. Cowardice goes hands in hand with a victorious love of, of punishing other people or seeing them, seeing them whipped. It's, it's, I really think, I don't know if that's the average American character, but it's pretty close to it. It's, yeah. it's basically a coward. But yeah, but they're God forbid that some white nationalist would go do something like that. Oh my gosh, if he were to put an axe in some Jew's forehead, some uh, shirt off or something, that would just be horrible. Yeah, but, but, but it's TV. fine to do it from twenty thousand feet. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, there was one attack in Lebanon. A uh, Israeli pilot put a quarter-ton bomb on top of a supposed headquarters for uh, Hezbollah, and the surrounding neighborhood was was devastated leveled families children and there was a one story i read uh where they described in detail pulling the body of a four-year-old child out of the rubble except that he had no lower half left meanwhile the the un uh has turned a blind eye thanks in part to the united states voting no on uh, a resolution to uh step in and uh broker some sort of ceasefire Mm-hmm. And it's the United States and Israel that has been doing this mayhem all over the world, and Europeans have really come to resent it. Yes. A whole lot of them. In fact, the majority. The Not majority. to mention the Iranians. And uh, Iran said that uh, this week, one of the leaders of Iran said, uh, he said that if Israel attacks Syria, Iran's going to go in immediately. And these are the kind of things they're playing with. Well, that's what the United States and Israel want anyway, to invade Iran. You know, I guess we've had the run-up now, haven't we, people, for, yes. what, 24 months or so? Yeah, on, on Fox News, they're 
sure. very much pushing. Uh, if Jews have someone they want to destroy, then they attack the people near them. They always claim, oh, yes, uh, Syria and Iran are putting, are giving these people the Hezbollah. They're giving them the missiles, and it's all, you know, it's just like the weapons of mass destruction. It's just a big lie and a pretext. Whatever whatever shit they can throw against the wall, they will, and, and they'll blame uh, the shit being uh, blame Syria and Iran for everything and get yeah. American and, people And the Amen lobby over at Free Republic. They're all excited in Fox News and talk radio. Fox is uniformly promotes the Israeli agenda. No, uh, no one no, ever speaks up like for that. American interests at all on Fox. It's totally 100%. They identify with the Jews far more strongly than with the United States. Uh, maybe, maybe they don't even, they don't really see a difference. Israel is just us by another name. For Americans to run down their own young men in the name of this, there's a real sickness abroad, abroad the country. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Well, I'll in tell the you, history of civilization. Yeah, I'll tell you, they can count on people like the ones here in Kirksville not to ask questions, as far as I can tell. It, it's not that they're negative to what I've done here in town in terms of putting out the paper. I've literally put out thousands of copies of, of the three issues of the Aryan Alternative. Apart from the coverage from the college, there's been about one response from a local, and that was a uh, you know it was a guy. At least he took the time to write a letter, but it was just you know repeating the same bromides that heroic progressivism has brought the U.S. to where it is today. And God forbid anybody get in the way of you know creating this state composed of people from every corner of the earth. And, just the usual dogmatic idiocy, but you know they're happy to die. They're happy to throw their lives away. So it's pretty hard to care, even though I know that if we had control of the TV, they would be preaching our line. It's just people are not really that different from animals. What they're told to believe, their, their attitude is tell me what to believe so I can believe it. They don't want to think. They don't want to do anything. If you if you go off and fight for the government, by definition you're a hero, no matter what the government is doing. You know, it's we don't think about that. We just go fight and die where they tell us. Well, there's a shitload of Jewish Zionist PhDs on Fox ready to tell them how to speak. Oh yeah, they're they're and they're they seem to be perfectly willing to throw their lives away and call it heroism. But uh, the fact is, they're making they're making things worse for the United States. They're endangering us. They're not defending freedom. And they, I mean, they're utterly irony deaf. I mean, you say they they did not like Phelps coming up here. They don't want that happening. They don't want any kind of this guy died. He's a hero. You you get out there and you wave that flag. And uh, anybody who dissents, they don't want to hear it. And so, you know, he, it's just he did, died to defend freedom. That's all there is. You know, and, and this attitude is pretty common in middle America. But, hey, as long as you're willing to be used, there's going to be a Jew willing to use you. And so I don't really, I don't feel responsible for people who uh, value their lives so little. I've done what I could to uh, tell them what's going on. Uh, most of them don't really care. But we're not aiming for most of them. We're aiming for the ones who are intelligent and can think, and we're giving them a genuine alternative to the crap on Fox News. And we I want think the baby boomers, they just had a lifetime of Zionism. I think that's part of it. And then they see their children and their grandchildren are beginning to really suffer at the hands of this multi-cult. And they said, you know what? I think some of them are really beginning to get it on various levels. I really do. And I want to follow up on, the, on this idea. We want you out there... Uh, if we've reached you, we want you to influence other people and give this broadcast to other people, give other broadcasts to other people. You understand now, we've reached you. Uh, Alex has reached you. Chain, something we've said has reached you. And you've got to influence other people. And that's how it works. We've got to broaden this base of ideology of ours. You, you can and, work uh, from... It's, it's yeah. very important. From the basis of... of 
people, if you're living right, you're living white, and you're respected by the people in your family and your neighbors, well, subtly, slowly, and in the way that is, is suitable for the party you're dealing with, you introduce the ideas that you hear on Goy Fire and, and the truth is no defense, and you teach these people what's actually going on, and you encourage them to be strong in their own lives and not to throw them away because the liberals at Fox News tell them that it's their duty to die for Israel. You make them a little more sophisticated. And people aren't dumb. They're just, the nature of it is that most people cannot think and cannot lead, and they need to have their thinking done for them, and they need to be led by others, whether it's whites who look out for their interests or Jews who look out for Jewish interests but put up a goy face to fool people. You tell them that, you know, if you've got anyone thinking about joining the military, they're crazy. They're going to throw their life away, and <laughs> they shouldn't do it. They should only throw their life away of uh, keeping the Mexicans out of the country, not not messing around with Iraq or Iran's internal politics. Yeah, so the Southern yes. Poverty Law Center and the ADL uh, these past uh, couple of weeks has uh, made a big hoopla about white nationalists or, or racists being in the military. And so uh, Amelius from Solar General is one of our posters on VNN Forum. He came and posted uh, incidents of, of tanks and such being uh, graffitied, I guess is a verb, over in Iraq with all kinds of, uh, you know, spick and, and, and nigger uh, inner city <laughs> gang mm-hmm. symbols. And in other words, the Jews are always portraying uh, uh, whites' reactions to, to the chaos around them as being inherently evil. But if Jews want to react, oh, that's the highest love. It just never stops yeah. any way you point the lens with these people. As Carl Schmidt, a, a political philosopher back during the time of the Nazis, was somewhat sympathetic to them, uh, you know, the first rule of politics is know your friend and your enemy. And most white conservatives fail that test. They not only don't know what cons- true conservatism is, they don't know their friend from their enemy so much that they think that their enemy is actually their friend. And they sacrifice their daughters, uh, hymens, and their sons' lives in pursuing this liberal Fox News myth that Israel is our ally. Israel is our, not only is it our worst enemy, it's really pretty much our only enemy. Because the only reason we have problems with Mexico is that Jews control our immigration policy and the media that prevents us from seeing what they're trying to do. So we at Goyfire are telling the truth, and by all means, you're free to copy this down on CD and give it out to whoever you want. We make no particular bones about the copyright. At some point, we may package some stuff and sell it or distribute it, but you go on ahead and do it right now. It's absolutely fine. As as Jeff said, get the word out there. Teach people. Let them know, because they're not going to get anything but the opposite of the truth from TV and Fox News. And I say Fox News because I know that most of you listening to this, most average white people are predisposed to be hostile to New York Times and the Jewish liars there. But you should be equally suspicious of Fox because it's the same thing as the New York Times. The the, the idea that there's a difference between the New York Times and Fox News is laughable. It's It's just there to fool you with the facade that there's real debate. No, there's only debate between very, very narrow poles. And everything that we're saying stands outside of what's respectable. Thus, you never see it on any major channel. Thus, it's made to seem that no one believes it. But we represent the true American strain, the true tradition, which is America was built by whites for whites. And as in the time of the founders, blacks were not given any voice at all because they're, they're little more than animals. Fox regularly features uh, uh, Hispanic professors who come on and talk about the promotion of their people, their race. They regularly tap them. Thank you very much for coming on, Bill O'Reilly will say, and all the rest of them. They, they, they don't have any whites come on and say that. No, they don't. And consider a world in which representing white interests 
is beyond the pale. Yet every other group can have its interests represented and, and fought for and used the Army for and, and used $10 million a day out of the U.S. Treasury for. But we whites are illegitimate because we want to live around whites. And we know white behavior shows that white people want to live around whites. And they have those people who move away from nigger neighborhoods are called rats leaving a sinking ship by the Jews who write A&E. They're called rats leave. They call you a rat. They don't like it. Oh, the Nazis called Jews vermin and compared them to rats and cocks. Well, they do the same thing on their TV. Whites leaving Wilmington and City Confidential Wilmington, they called them rats leaving a sinking ship because they moved out when the niggers, when the, when the niggers took advantage of the Jew-passed civil rights law that forced them into white houses. The whites left and tried to keep themselves free of the nigger influence, and they're called rats by Jews. So the Jews are utter hypocrites. Everything they say, it's, it's don't listen to what they do, just do what they tell you. Well, all the racism and the self-preservation, they're all for that when it comes to them, and they're all against that when it comes to you. So the Jew is your true enemy. The nigger is just a symptom. The nigger is like a rabid dog let loose in your house by the Jew who claims he's a veterinarian there to help him. Maybe I mixed that a little bit, but you get the idea. No, that's about the Jews right. are enemy. The Jews are enemy. The Jew's the guy who comes there. He's going to solve your termite problem, but meanwhile he's got a board full of termites up his sleeve and he shoves it under your crawl space. It's like the one in San Francisco at the Israeli consulate. Give peace a chance. <laughs> They're screaming as their F-16 scream over Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> And Americans believe it. That's right. Give peace a chance. Those poor Israelis, they just have a tiny sliver of land. You, you'll notice you'll, you'll never see it debated. Well, there wasn't, we didn't have all these problems before Israel existed. How did Israel come into existence anyway? Well, they, they took it by acts of terrorism. The Jews invented modern terrorism. The Jews are the ones blowing up hotels and assassinating people. Of course, you don't hear that on Fox News. For children and dogs. Rosa Luxemburg <laughs> on down the line. Yeah. Sure. The Jew is your enemy. And if you learn nothing, that's really all you need to know from Goyfire. The Jew is your enemy. He's taking your, your kids' lives. He's taking your dollars. And he's building a shit world with the muddy bricks of, uh, you know, Botswana and, and Mexico and Philippines. We don't want to live in a America full of third worlders. Hey, most of us already do. And it's not going to get whites, better. If whites recognize it, Alex, if you say they're going to react violently, violently and, and it's inevitable, uh, I, I don't almost say that. Later. You don't say it. I don't say it's inevitable. I'd like to believe it's inevitable, but I don't know. How do I know what's oh. going to happen? I, all I know is it's going to get worse. Every single I day it's going to get worse. I hope it happens and late, because I've just given up on it happening, happening early. But if it happens late, and, and even though whites may get quashed, well, what, let's discuss uh, I, I, that. Theoretically, what would a white, what, if there were genuine white resistance to Jewish dictatorship that we have in America and in Canada and in the other parts of the white world, what would it look like? Well, I, I think what we, I think what we understand is, is that these people that you know are in these powerful positions uh, in the banking, uh, the Jews that are in a powerful position in the banking, uh, they sit on top of the defense establishment and and retail sectors and everything else. Uh, they're not going to walk away. And I think that's what uh, Chain was say, uh, saying, is that these people won't be removed by voting, and they won't be removed by street, you know, people waving signs and saying, mm -hmm. give peace a chance or whatever. Uh, they're going to have to be removed, and that means violence, because they're not going to walk away. Well, how, wh where do we see people actively and violently resisting? Well, they're not. There is no resistance. Well, there isn't in the white world. Yeah. So what, where, do, where do we see active physical resistance to Jewish dictatorship? Well, obviously, well, when people are dogged down, as they are in Palestine, they're, they're dogged pretty low, though. Yeah, but we also see it in uh, 
in Iraq. And we see it to some degree in, in, in Indonesia. It's less focused there, and you know, it's, it's not quite as easy to understand, but uh, there's also movements there. Uh, but it's not happening in the white world, yes. Surely part of it is, look, these people have less physical means to resist than we whites do, yet they resist strongly and physically, whereas we, we resist only verbally in the form of this show. They're out there blowing up cars and killing the enemy, whereas we're talking about it while our people are put in jail. Well, if as Jeff suggested, they were to get the, 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 the sense of some of these massive families, uh, the MTV owner or someone like that, who knows, uh, uh, four or five of those, and uh, I guess it would be a trend. I think if, if there were a real white resistance, what you would see is people taking out uh, a lot of the, the best-known commentators who are simply Jew appeasers, and I don't need to name names because it's self-evident. I mean, but if these people were actually forced to pay a price for uh, being turncoats and appeasing Israel and celebrating Israel at the expense of American lives and, uh, and money... I think you might see people a lot less willing to go on TV and speak up for the Israeli cause. I think that's part of what a, white res a genuine white resistance would, would look like, because it's, it's quite clear they're going to keep pressing until they get some kind of hate crimes law to make shows like Goy Fire is illegal in the U.S. as they already are in Canada. And yeah, even as white young men die for, for Israel and Iraq. Yeah, and uh, it's really the, the mass of people don't figure in anything because they're going to do what they're told, and they have no interest in politics, and they believe that they'll listen to you, but, you know, they're laughing at you. If you're right, you'd, you'd control TV. If you were right, you'd That's be authority. Right. It's essentially a feminine attitude, as Hitler said. The masses are feminine. Authority is right because it's authority. And they don't think, they don't even think at that level, but that's what they believe in their heart. It's, it's, an, it's a subconscious belief, but it's no less powerful for being a sort of animal. If you were right, you'd be top dog. Since you're not, you're just someone to be laughed at. And TV shows you how to laugh. You know, ra racists are dumb hicks who, who fuck their sister and live in a trailer out in the woods. Well, I saw it on TV. It must be true. They wouldn't. Like the guy told Mark Merrill, they, they wouldn't put it on TV if it wasn't true. You know, the member of the greatest generation. Well, <laughs> we're reaping the rewards of the greatest generation's gullibility. Well, you know what? We can be the greatest generation. and But it, just, it depends upon the actions of, of people listening right now. And... You know, the greatest generation is is going to be the one that overthrows this tyranny. The and, generation you know, we that liberates America from the Jews will be the greatest generation. Absolutely, there will it's never not the be a generation. liberation. It, it, the greatest generation is not my father's generation that went over there and killed the Germans and and put uh, a cre and, and by uh, indirection created uh, the state of Israel. And who sided with the Bolsheviks, and whose government sided with the Bolsheviks in Russia? They're not the greatest generation. They were the the, the greatestly uh, fooled generation, and, and they were gullible, and and they, they their their energy was misused, and their sincerity and hard work was misplaced. Yeah, uh, we can be the greatest generation if we can start this process of getting rid of the tyranny. We who end the Jewish tyranny or work to get rid of it, we are the ones who form the greatest generation. And I'm not talking, I'm all right, I turned 40 this year about a month ago, okay? Revolution's got to come. We can provide ideas and whatever. The revolution comes from young, energetic men who see that they have no future in what's becoming of America. And look, what you see on TV is mirrored in the legal structure. You are third-rate citizens. I wouldn't even call you citizens. You're just there to do the actual work 
while the niggers and white women reap the benefit of it. Because there's always going to be room at the table for white women who are more attractive than the, the women of other races, so they're always going to want that. But they, they don't want white men because they have different ideas about how to run things than the Jews and the coloreds. They're going to run this society for their benefit. If you white men listen to this don't want a different future, then you're going to have to think the way we do and join in and liberate America, and we will be the greatest generation. And, and, and that's where you have to look for, for the revolution, because there's nothing that lies ahead is that more of the niggerier same. Just every year a little bit louder now. Niggerier and niggerier than ever. Because niggers got to keep it real. All they niggers know is pussy and, and, and jewelry. They don't, they don't, I, I don't want to live have in a brains. world. Yeah, you don't want to live in a world like that, and yet it's illegal to form your own separate world from that. So you're forced okay. to live in that world unless you do something about it. And by you, I mean we do something about it. All of us. Together, part of it is spreading the word through spreading the word about Goyfire and what we discuss and the genuine alternative we pose to the, the garbage liberal lying at Fox News and New York Times industrial media complex. You know, the DOD working with the NYT, working with Fox News, voiced a Jewish dictatorship that uses up your money and your lives and beats your brains out if you try to say something opposed to it. That's what we're fighting. We have a different view for the future of America i.e. a white nation that protects white interests and looks out for white people because we're civilized, we're human, and we don't want anything to do with the Mexicans or the niggers or the Jews who sick them on us. That's just simple politics. We know who our friends are and who our enemies are. Join with us. Help us. We'll help you. Together, let's do something about the goddamn Jew. It really can't be reduced any more simply than that. Who's your friend? Who's your enemy? Fox News ain't your friend. Fox News is your enemy. Fox News is a bunch of bottle blondes and... and gelded men telling you that Israel is our democratic ally. Well, no, Israel's our worst enemy and practically our only enemy. Do you think China's going to fuck with us when we have nuclear weapons and we have 200 million white men with guns? They're not going to fuck with us. They're going to trade with us. They're going to worry about their own little sphere. you think Mexico can do a damn thing if we maintain a Fuck no, they're Mexicans. They're not competent to do a damn thing unless we let them. And we ain't letting them. The Jews who operate in our name are allowing them to invade here. We are not going to assimilate. We just here to take your benefits and leave like Mexicans among you. Until such time as there are more of us than you and we form Mexico too. You know, the, the, the shit is be meal. I mean, yeah. I've been to Mexico. There's nothing that Mexicans crea- Mexicos have created that we want any part of. Just ugly little brown stubbies. They're here to steal our money. And fuck our country up the way they fuck their country up. And all this is possible only because the Jews control immigration. Jews control Congress. Who supplies the money, the majority of the money to the Democrats? It's Jews. Look it up. The largest single donor to both parties is the goddamn kikes. The kikes that own the retail stores are the kikes that advertise in the papers that are owned by dot, 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 kikes. <laughs> Big fucking surprise. They got the whole fucking thing nailed down. We here get a free peep. You, th- you think we've got grocery stores and, and retail stores calling to want to advertise on Goldfire? Why not? They could. Uh, you go to Diversity Inc. or some bullshit l- l- legally uh, created uh, diversity website, and they, it's chock full of Fortune 500 advertisers. You think they want to advertise? Do you think those sites get any readers? Fuck no. Our sites get the readers, but politically they're forced to advertise and prop up this diversity bullshit. This is what America has come to. It's an absolute dictatorship. And it's, it's carried out by the Jews who own the money and the, major, the property in the major cities, and they dictate how we will dispose of our blood and treasure. 
Hmm. It's, it's geared to waste white lives, to make whites a minority in countries that they created, and to prosper the Jew. Simple political truth. Hmm. Can't appear in any major newspaper because this is America. We're not free. But, you know, you fodder Americans, you go ahead and you throw away your, uh, throw away your lives and, and believe that you're defending freedom. You're just a fool. But less of you makes more of us. It makes us a higher percentage of what's left. So you go be fools. We've told you what the truth is. If you don't want to hear it, that's your problem. We're not going to get in your way. We're going to, we're going to sit, sit there and keep putting out the truth about what's going on in Iraq. And you go over there and die. You're not dying to defend America. You're dying to help Israel and a bunch of Jewish racists who hate you and, and belittle you in their publications as a bunch of stupid hicks. They put out that patriotism because you're a fool and you'll buy it. And they can get you serving their own ends. You go along with it, you don't really deserve any better, do you? If you're dumb enough to believe what you hear on TV, then we can't help you much. But if you're an intelligent adult who can think, come with us. You want to live, come with us. You know, like Schwarzenegger said in, 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 in what was it, Terminator. You want to live, come with me. Mm-hmm. We have the way to life. We have the way to a life worth living. Not, not being a, a tiny, hated minority in a third world shithole. It's being the proud owners, possessors, and controllers of our own country and our own media. In a land free of Jews and free of the minorities they sicked on us. That ain't hate. That is love. That's manhood, too. And we're going to keep talking about Winicky and uh, doing what we can to aid the rise of the genuine white resistance. All right, uh, let's let's end with the uh, discussing Israeli perfidy in the so-called Middle East or southwestern Asia, as I like to say, and let's go with the uh, some final thoughts. First of all, I'm going to try to uh, tape another Goy Fire. We're going to we try to do it weekly when people are around, but uh, it's usually impossible to maintain for more than a couple weeks at a time. So be happy we did this show. We're going to do another one next week, if at all possible. Going forward, get your news at GoVNN.com or VanguardNewsNetwork.com. Join our forum online 24-7, uh, VNNForum.com. More than 5,000 people and hundreds uh, on there regularly discussing all the things that we're discussing here. And you can also add your comments at GoVNN.com, which is in a, in a blog format. And that's all I have to say. Guys, do you have any uh, final comments? Well, just briefly, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a guest here on this show. And I started listening somewhere around the 13th or 14th broadcast. And again, I was kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, my, my. Were you uh, taken aback by the stridency, of the yes. participants, and the things they had to say? Did it, did it put you on your yes. back? Did it scare you a little bit? Yes. But you came you, around because you tried and to make fun people like like who said, equal hey. not surpass what we're doing on his own. Yes. It's quite like something for others out there. Pierce said, go out and verify this. Everything we said is verifiable. You don't have to rely on our word if you think we're a bunch of liars like you've been conditioned by the kike media to believe. Hey, it's all out there and documentable. And I want to say, you all out there, you conservatives, you patriotards, you can pull yourself out of the mud and you can clarify the problem. We have the solutions and you can join us. It's vitally important you do this. Don't waste another day of your life in patriotism or this conservatism, this phony conservatism. Pull yourself out of it. We have the solutions. That's all I would like to say. And we encourage you to listen to The Truth is No Defense. Uh, you've recorded a couple dozen of those, just like this is our, I think, our 34th stand? Yes. Our 34th Goy Fire, and uh, we're, we're keeping going with them. We record them as often as we can. And uh, let's turn the mic over to Craig. Do you have any thoughts about the situation? 
Yeah, I was talking with Jeff one time when we were bounced off here during this recording. It sometimes happens, and uh, he's making the, he was making the point to me about what a crisis situation is existing in the United States now for whites vis-a-vis the multicult. And uh, whites will never be allowed to modulate the multicult's most bizarre and pronounced and, and dangerous behaviors. But the converse... Uh, will be so that is the multicult is constantly led by Jews is constantly allowed to modulate and modify and demand that whites check their very reasonable uh, r- really placating and, and obsequious behaviors against the multicult it's never good enough it's never going to be good enough and now it's really uh, teeter-tottering I think to the point where whites know that uh, they're getting the shit into the stick and uh, there's not fair competition in schools there's not fair competition in the job markets there's not fair competition in whites from Europe becoming immigrants to the United States. None of it is fair. It's just all a big charade and a Jewish play now, mm-hmm. uh, a passion play, if you will. And uh, the passion is going to get worse for whites. In other words, worse. Uh, they'll become more passionate. Maybe relatively few of us. Maybe so. But uh, the, the last white man on earth will be called a racist. Okay, and, and, and that's just a way of saying that racism it has no objective meaning. It just means we hate whites and we want to take over their territories and fuck their women and steal their money. That's all racism means. And so when someone calls you a racist, that means you might be on the verge of defending yourself. That's all it means. I just wanted to say that uh, we're ramping up the hate on uh, VNN Broadcasting. There's a new server in place, uh, 24-7 live broadcasting. Could be canned uh, programs, pre-recorded. Or it could be live. Uh, I'm going to be posting a schedule when when there is one to post. Uh, there's new shows coming along. Uh, listenership is is doing very well. Podcasting. Um, We're higher than ever, case. aren't we? Yes. Excellent. We encourage you to write us because we need to have response to what we're doing. Okay, we're taking you know hours out of our lives to record this and it's it's not particularly easy technically or or any other way so we want you to respond tell us if you like what we're doing or you want to hear different or you have you have a url you want to shoot us for a story to talk about let us know and where can they write us you can write me at alinder at kvmo.net or you can write what info at goyfire.com yep info at goyfire.com to respond to anything you've heard in this show, like it or, or love it or disagree with it, whatever, let us know. And you um, can post on our threads and let us know, too. Yeah, Alex, you and Jeff both talked about this, especially Jeff DeVere, one of our posters who knows about metal speculation and such. He's good with numbers. We have mm-hmm. some very genius people, literal geniuses on being in there, plenty of them. And anyway, DeVere was saying that we all convinced two white people, what was it, a year or... It's a very minuscule, was it per day? In any case... The point is, is it, the numbers exponentially can really, really grow very rapidly. Yes. And it works out to something like 20 million in a matter of seven or ten years. It's quite amazing. But and, we've and got to do it. Realize that, that these so-called alternative stations are, are, are a cable. Fox, first of all, is not a real alternative to the liberal media. It's part of the liberal media. And they're getting, at most, a couple million people out of a nation of 300 million. So they, they ain't all that. They're, not, they're no great potatoes. And we have a large fraction ourselves, and we're growing larger and growing more quickly than Fox News and the rest of these clown channels are. So encourage your friends and neighbors to listen to us and hear what Fox News won't say because it's part of the media 
system of, of dictatorship that dictates that there's only one position on race, the Jewish position, that the white race doesn't exist and only Jews are allowed to defend themselves and preserve themselves as, as a distinct entity and the rest of us are forced to, to, to blend together with uh, the niggers. We all know that every official source encourages us to blend in with niggers and Mexicans even though that is genocidal and against our interests and against the, uh, <laughs> the charter of the UN among, among other international legal agreements. So it's all a double standard and it's all anti-white. And uh, as, as Aegis, who we really missed today, and we hope he might be back next week, uh, uh, says, we are the good guys. Okay, that, it's that simple. Their whole claim is based on their being the good guys and us being, no, 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 no. We, Craig, Stan, Jeff, and I, we are the good guys. And you listening to this who understands what we're saying, you want to be part of, of the future for white people, you are part of the good guys too. We are the good guys. Okay? It's Try to walk simple. around in a white country and you'll get it. Yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Craig knows that. It's a far better place when you don't have to contend with Mexicans and niggers and the thumping trucks at 3 a.m. that are driving by your house, even out in the country. Who wants that? We don't want that world. We want a better world. And we're fighting for it. And you should join us. We'll leave that as the last word. Cue the champagne music. Thanks for joining us here at Goy Fire.